We said a lot of things. Oh, shut up. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. There we go. Yes. That's, that's all I- now we're off to the races. <laughs> no, we're not. Here we go. There we go. You know horses, and you know this is off to the races time. I do. I I do. Is there was you know horses? How does the thing go? Oh, I can't remember how it goes now. There's a. If I'm right, that's the call to the races. That is the call to someone having a stroke at the races. We just said our names. There you go. Thanks so much for listening to the show. This is episode 374. We're going to keep doing this till we get it right. And before we get started, we're going to do a couple plugs. Let's do some plug plugs. If you if you enjoy listening to music. Or if you enjoy listening to family members talk to each other and uh, and discuss things, uh, then have we got a show for you, Dave? What? What? What is? What am I? Did I do something? Yeah, you did a podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, the the latest episode of, of uh, Sneaky Dragon Listening Party uh, came out on Wednesday, sort of Wednesdayish. It was a bit late this week because uh, Mary was quite sick. For a couple of weeks, so you're throwing so, her under the bus on this. I'm throwing her under the bus on this it's your one. Daughter's fault. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well, no, it's not that it's her fault. It's you just have that no our, loyalty to family. Our, our way our schedules worked out. It was it was a near it was a near uh, miss uh, on the show. So so oh, so oh man, that was a real listening party moment there too. Where I hit the mic. I like to do that every episode of, of listening party. At some point, bump my hands into the microphone. Uh, yeah. So and, episode, and then Mary flinches. Dad's losing his temper again. Dad's losing it. No, it's usually just from gesticulating wildly during the show. You do like a good gesticulation. <laughs> it's true. I do like a good gesticulation. There you go. Uh, that's okay. I couldn't say editing on this on listening party. All right, say it again now. Editing. Nice. Editing. It was very good, but it really did not work out for me on uh, Monday night. Yeah, I end up usually just saying Edmonton instead. <laughs> that's where I should have gone. No, so yeah, the, the show came out and uh, and it's pretty good. We've got a new uh, a new listener. Thomas Calloway's uh, CDs. We're doing them now. So, and so he already wrote. And do you, and so you I count that, like every time you have one new listener? Do I count? Do you count like each new listener that you have, and go like, "We've got a new listener. Let's do the show this week." Then I feel no, no. I'm going through the mixtapes of. Oh, I see. These yeah, are yeah. listeners that you made. Well, why don't you explain the premise of the of the show? Okay. Well, the show's premise, as if we haven't described it enough, is that Not on the show we haven't three years ago. Yeah. I thought it would be a you were in jail. Great idea. Yeah, to kill some time. <laughs> it would be a great idea to make mixtapes for listeners, and I offered to do it. I kind of thought that no one would would bother could be bothered to send CDRs in, but I, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> and so lots of people sent in their CDRs, and I started making their their mixtapes. And of course, at that time when I started doing it, I was unemployed, but I soon got a new job, and then I found I found the pile up was was uh, you know so it kind of took longer than I thought. I noticed when I was going through that I dated a lot of them, but there was a clump that I didn't because I was so ashamed of how long it was taking me. So I just didn't put any data on. I just thought, they'll never, then they don't know how long it took me because there's no date. Very good. It's not like they're waiting for them to come in the mail or anything. Uh, but so, then. Yeah. But then <laughs> but then I had to, then I kind of got over that and started writing the dates again. I realized how important it is to know when you do things. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's been fun though. We're, we are uh, three three uh, mixtapes deep now we're into our fourth mixtape oh okay cool yeah it's been fun 
And uh, a book that uh, you worked on, I worked on, and our friend uh, Nina Matsumoto worked on. Uh, uh, the English version is called Sparks. It's yes, been out for about a right. year now. And uh, it's doing well. People seem to enjoy it. And uh, Nina drew it. You colored it. I wrote it. And we're working on a second one currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you speak en français, or le français, <laughs> or de français, if you speak two Frenches, if you speak both Quebecois French <laughs> yeah. and or Parisian French, oh wow, uh, we got it coming out for you in uh, in French uh, later this month, and it's called Zap. Zap. That's right. I like it's it. It's also coming out in uh, Hebrew uh, in a couple of months. What's it called in Hebrew? I have no idea. Okay. Could not tell you. Uh, <laughs> and also, it's coming out in Russian in a couple of months as well. In uh, Hebrew, it's called Krim. Sure. There you go. You can say that if you'd like. <laughs> you kind of take that kind of bold stance. Anyway, that's uh, if if that you uh, if you enjoy French or you know some French folks or you know or you want a second copy, uh, then uh, yeah, that's coming out then, which is kind of exciting. I'm originally from Montreal. I like Montreal. I like Quebec, uh, and I would like to go back there and maybe sign some books so in Quebec. Is it is it a but is it a French translation or is it a Quebecois translation? Oh, that's a very good question. Because I, I, those are two different things. I, as I established with the two Frenches that I said a yes, little earlier on. Right. That's right. Yes. So I'm just curious which which, which French, fr- who which is doing French it is. and uh, and which way yeah, yeah. I will uh, I will report back to you. <laughs> okay, you don't know yet. Sorry. Well, Sorry I haven't gotten my, I haven't you. gotten my comps yet because if I got any comps, mm. I would give you some comps and uh, Nina would have some comps. I'd love that. And I believe Nina also does speak French. So uh, and you speak a bit of uh, French as well. I would st- I would st- I am not strong as a speaker because I'm too shy to make mistakes in front of people. But I uh, can. You're read- hush hush. I do. I can read quite well. Mm-hmm. I can read French quite. quite yeah, well. I can read. O- I can read okay. Again, growing up in Montreal, I, I, I whenever I go to uh, Quebec and I say Quebec, not Quebec, mm-hmm. and that's how you know I I'm down with it. Yeah, sure. You know, and I say, uh, are you going to Montreal? No, I'm going to Montreal. Yeah, you and you don't say poutine like I do. No. You say French fries and gravy, like a decent person with cheese curds. I know it's cheese curds. By the way, don't just put like cheese on it. It's got to be no, cheese no. It has curds. to be cheese curds. If it doesn't yeah. squeak and and be <laughs> off-putting in your mouth, then it is not proper uh, thing. Uh, but yeah, we'll check and we'll see uh, what type of uh, French it is. You know, when when we did Totally Tintin, I read all the books in French. That is right. Rather than and you read the English versions, I read yes. the French versions. Yes. Though I think I did read a couple of them uh, when I was a kid in in French. I used to sure. read the Asterix books in uh, in French. I also have those in French as well. And of course, completely missed any puns that would have uh, been. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. There's no. That's no good. And then you read the uh, the English version. And go get a fix. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Seventies. You tell me. It's those all like, fine. Those are like fifties. They're translated. Was it? Yeah. All right. I was reading them in the seventies. Yeah, we, still, we were. They're all still cool with it. Derek Hockridge and Anthea Bell, I believe those were the translators of uh, Asterix. Oh, nice. Don't ask me why I remember those names. No, because this kind of thing you remember. I did read them a lot. Very good. Uh, also uh, coming up uh, is the fifth issue of uh, Exorcisters that I'm doing with the Giselle uh, Legacy. And then we're going to take a little break. Uh, trade's going to be coming out in April. And uh, we'll see how the trade does. And if the trade does well, we're going to do more. Cool. And so uh, I say buy issue five. That mm-hmm. will always be good. Yeah. And then uh, pick up the trade, and uh, and hopefully we'll be doing more of those. We'll do more regardless, but that will be the easiest way for us is if, like, the trade does well, then we'll do more through Image, and that would be swell because yeah. we like doing it. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and I, I've just seen the uh, uh, the art for – the completed art for issue five, and it's just – wow. It's just so amazing. Great. It's so amazing. Like, yeah. It was just like, geez. I've really been enjoying it. I really appreciate that. 
Thank you. <laughs> well, and I will buy the trade when it comes out. Oh, bless you. Thanks so much. Uh, I'm going to be doing um, Vancouver's uh, Fan Expo uh, March 1st to the 3rd. And uh, I will i won't have any trades then because the, that won't be out. But I will have probably all the Extra Sisters issues uh, there. So if you want to come and say hi and you're in Vancouver, uh, I will be there. And so will my wife, Pia Guerra, mm. who's uh, an amazingly talented artist as well. Then we do stuff together for Mad and for The New Yorker. So there, that's all the plugs, well, I that, think. That's coming up, March. Yes. When you said that, I was thinking, oh, that's a few months away. That's, a, that's months away. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Like I was thinking like I was still in November. I don't know why. It's not November. Nope. It's uh, February. It's that's my right. birthday month. Is this your birthday? My birthday month. Okay. And when is your birthday proper? February the 22nd. Very good. Let's all write that down. February <laughs> the 22nd. You are turning 35. Mm, I wish. Okay, that's your wish. Your birthday wish that's is to be thirty-five. Wish to be th- it's a very, it's so, a very actually. odd wish. It's a very yeah. Tom Hanks big uh, wish. It's not my, not really. But do you have a birthday wish? Do I have a birthday wish? Yes. You don't have to specifically say what it is, but do you have one loaded up for when you sure. blow out the candles? Sure. All right. Is it the same one as uh, other years, or is it a new one? It's probably very close to what I've. I don't usually make a wish when I blow out the candles. You don't? No. What a wasted wish time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't That's really, a good proper wish I really, time. don't really believe in wishing, so. Well, you don't have to believe in it. You just do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> doesn't seem that all that effective. But yeah, okay. I don't think... Okay, listen. I understand, like, if it's uh, if there's a religion and you, uh, you don't believe, uh, then you're not fooling God. I get that. But if you're just making a wish, mm-hmm. saying a wishing well... Yeah. And if it turns out wishing wells work, I don't think wishing wells are judgmental and will go, well, this fucker doesn't believe in wish. I'm not going to give him his wish. It'll just go, I'm a wishing well. This okay. is what I do. I'm just going to give him his wish anyway. Uh-huh. So there's no, uh, you know, there's no, uh, what's, what's the problem? Just do it. A falling star, make a wish. The falling star is not going to give a shit. It's going to like give you your wish. You know, it's like, that guy's a disbeliever. Yeah. Blasphemer, says the falling star. It doesn't care at all. Right? It's strange, but okay. Okay. Once again, a good wish is uh, show me where the genies are hidden. Then you get like three wishes that way. And then on your third wish with the genie, you say like, show me where the leprechauns are. Then you get a wish from the leprechaun as well. And you really like build up your uh, wishes. That's how you, that's how you play it out. Hmm. Yeah. Um, are you, are you afraid of God? Because the way you're talking. Am I afraid of God? Yeah. I used used to be. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't seem very healthy. Well, anything, anyone that would create hell is a son of a bitch, right? Like if you if you would create something that like people would be tortured for forever, yeah. Uh, then you're uh, then you're an abusive uh, uh, father, and uh, and so that's something to be afraid of. And I had like they, they seemed to build a lot of ch- big buildings to this person, so it seemed like this was real. And you know, I had all these people who were authority figures in my life when I went to Catholic church tell me this was the way it was. Yeah, and it was like, wow, that's not great. <laughs> right you know so even so, and, and it wasn't like even like just scared for me but the idea that like no matter what there was going to be millions and millions of people that were going to be tortured for eternity yeah and i went like well you got to put a stop to that like why why yeah. could anyone why could any good person enjoy heaven knowing that someone was being even the worst person was being sure. tortured for eternity yeah and then, and then there was a bit of me that was like is that the test that you've got to like stand, you know, you've got to like stand up for the, you know, the worst person ever, and go like, no, I won't allow this to happen to the worst person ever, uh, or 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 you know, or or paradise would be a lie as well. Mm-hmm. But that was uh, that was my th- that was what kind of broke me originally from the church when I was about like thirteen was uh, yeah. the idea of hell. 
Yeah. And I went to my mom and I told her I was not wanting to believe in this anymore. And I kind of broke down crying about it. And I've still got the Bible that I was holding at the time. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. How about you? Are you afraid of God? Not at all. Okay. But then I don't, I don't really buy the idea of heaven and hell. So. Did you ever buy the idea? No, because, you know, I came in so late. I didn't, I wasn't a cradle, I wasn't a cradle Catholic or a cradle Protestant or whatever, right? I just, I came to it in my early 20s. I think I was baptized when I was 20, 21. Okay. So, yeah, I came quite late. So I, didn't, I don't have that. Now, your, uh, your, your church, do they believe in hell generally? It is not talked about. <laughs> okay. Like, it's not something that's, that's really on the... Is, a, is an, an afterlife is believed in? I don't think they discourage that idea, but once again, it's not something that's talked about. Okay. They mostly concentrate on what's going on. What's down, happening down now, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's now, your behavior now is what's important, not... Does, um, does the God in your church intervene? I said, I don't really, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't feel, I mean, I guess so. In the sense that our priest, his favorite thing to, to say in prayer about Jesus Christ is our friend and helper. So I assume yeah, that's Yeah, just the idea, idea of like, of, okay, if I, I guess like sending down your son is intervening. That's a big intervening. It's like you've actually, you know, uh, you know, yeah. uh, directly influenced, yes, understood on that. <laughs> that's pretty But after, yeah, after, after Jesus, uh, you know, after Jesus rose, uh, is there any other uh, intervention or direct, you know, actions that God I mean, has made? Out, like outside of the Holy Spirit? Uh, yeah, you can go outside of the Holy Spirit, but, you know, has, has there been, since the time of Jesus yeah. uh, and his resurrection, uh, uh, and, well, this okay, resurrection and then, ri- what do you call it, going back to, going, going back to heaven? What, what's that called? His ascension. Ascension, okay. Uh, since the ascension, has there been any miracles? Yes. Okay, what were, what were those? Or were they quiet? I don't, I don't think quiet, but I think you could look point to lots of people's lives, and there's miraculous things that happen in their lives. Okay, I don't think, so, so I don't think that's definitely. I don't think that's a sign of God doing it. I just mean like the, in our lives, there's lots of what do you, great what do you, things that happen. Okay, what do you count as a as a as a miracle? I would think our, not as in the not the thing itself, but like what would uh, is 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 a miracle then God specifically changing what would happen. Uh, or no, you I and God changing together. Yeah, I don't or, think God works that way. Okay. Like, I don't think that's would be fair of God to, you know, because just like you say with heaven and hell, the idea that one person is getting assistance when other people aren't is a very, seems a very unfair thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like the idea that, you know, if someone said, well, God cured my cancer. Well, God didn't cure his cancer. God didn't cure my grandmother's right. cancer. That's not very fair. So you can't, I don't think you can, like, I don't, that's why I don't understand, like, the idea of wishing or praying for something. It doesn't make sense to here's me. A, here's the prayer that I, that I pray, even though I don't um, specifically believe in a specific yeah. God. Uh, when, I, when I pray, I pray for, uh, to have the best judgment to do the best thing in this, in, in this yeah. situation. Yeah. You know, I will, you know, if, if there is someone in my life that's sick, I will pray that, you know, they get better. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, I, I, which I, I understand would not be fair of like, but I also say, and if that doesn't happen, please let me do the, the best things possible with, yeah. you know, uh, under the circumstances, For sure. you know, For sure. so, you know, I, th- I figure that maybe that's a team effort. Maybe I'll get a little goose on that. Maybe I'll get a little hand. <laughs> well, I think that's, where prayer is most important is not it's not for how it affects other people but for how it affects you like how the strength that it gives you like the, what you're looking for is the inner resolve to be able to 
to work through problems. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to go through an easy life, you know, and that's doesn't take very much effort at I'd all. I'd like to find the person who has that. Exactly. But so, but life is a tragic thing that we live. I mean, it just, you know, like, I, I love this thing that Robert Altman, the film director, said, which is... Should I interrupt you while you're saying it and talk over you to make yeah, it please really do. Roger yeah, Altman? Yeah, Robert no, okay. Altman, yeah. <laughs> it, he said, there is no such thing as a happy ending, just happy stopping places. Because ultimately, life ends in a tragic way for everyone. You know, you'll you'll lose your parents, you'll lose yeah. your wife, you'll lose your husband, you'll lose your children, God forbid. You'll lose something in your life you will lose in, in, in your life. And those are things you have to overcome, you know? And so what you want when you pray, I think, is you're looking for that inner strength, the resolve to be able to work through those things. And sometimes it's nice to have uh, someone who feels like a helper in your life, who's gave you direction, gave you good advice at some point, and you can, you know, draw on that, you know, and it could be a person that you knew, a mentor, or it could be Christ, you know, for me, that's very important, obviously. That's why I like when he says, you know, our friend and helper, the idea that Christ is helping. And something else someone said to, to me one time or was, he said, whenever I'm nervous or whenever I'm afraid, like if I'm afraid to go into a room, and this, you know, they said I had like a lot of social anxiety, what I do is I send Christ before me. So the idea is that Christ is waiting in that room for me. So when I walk in, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. I thought, wow, that's a, such a great idea, a great way to think of how that give you that strength, you know, to, to face situations that are challenging for you. You know, those are my, that's what I think is more important than, you know, some sort of like physical manifestation of, of, uh, you know, a burning bush or a, you know, a snake that's talking to you or whatever, you know, those sort of things that are, you know, obviously mythological, uh, things that, you know, that resonate. If they didn't resonate, the stories wouldn't come down to us. But what's important about them is the story behind them, not the actual event. You know now, I mean? could you, uh, could you replace, uh, Christ in that with something else and have the same effect. Like, this is my thing. Like, hmm. here's, here's the difference to me with like religion as, as opposed to, uh, something else is just a philosophy. It's like, yeah. you know, just imagine, you know, your best friend or something, you know, or whatever is, is in the room already. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, this is very, this is a friendly environment that you go in and you do that. Uh, um, like, if there isn't a heaven and there isn't a hell, there isn't a judgment, there isn't a final thing. Yeah. That feels to me that you could replace almost anything that, religion does for you with something else as long as the same actions occur and it you know helps you in the same way sure helps others if there is a yeah. judgment then whoops no you can't <laughs> but that doesn't seem to be the case with uh with 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 what you believe because no. you're not one for the afterlife yeah. you're one for the how it how it is now so yeah. if there's a person who's being kind on earth and helping people and they're helping people because they're following the teachings of jesus great if they are following the teachings of spider-man and going like <laughs> spider-man's a nice guy yeah. he would help out in this case sure. you know then uh yeah i'll do that and as long as the actions are the same and the people benefit, uh, then, then you could do that. I mean, again, this sounds blasphemous, but who cares about blasphemy? <laughs> if there isn't uh, a judgment at the end going like, oh, oh you blasphemed. Um, well, there's always, there's always a judgment, but I don't mean, I don't think there's a, I don't think there's like a heavenly judgment. I think it's just you are judged in your lifetime. That is a judgment. Like if you, if you. By people or by, by people? God? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, your, your actions. You know, affect people, and they affect people's opinion of you. Yep. You know? And sometimes good actions uh, do bad things. Sometimes bad actions do good things. It's and a sometimes crazy, people, and crazy sometimes mix people, them up. Yeah, and sometimes people do good things for the wrong reasons. Yes. And sometimes people do bad things for 
the right reason. They just, mm-hmm. you know, they, you know, you just don't know what, you know. And I think when you, you know, when you talk about Spider Man and, and Jesus and stuff like that, it's <laughs> it's, it's in my not, book, Spider Man and Jesus. It's not. It's not. It's not wrong to do that. I don't personally. I don't think, you know, like as a as a Christian, you know, the idea that there's only one answer for someone to follow doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. It's a hard. Here's a hard thing to me about most because religions. then you're invalidating okay. other religions. That's what I'm saying. It's that. like that's the hard thing. Is like if you believe something like that, and that you believe that your religion is the only religion that's mm-hmm. re- that's real. That seems like so lonely because it feels like <laughs> you have now cut yourself sure. off from such an amazing amount of people in yeah. the world. Yeah. And you know, as much as you would love those people and want to help those people and do good by those people and wish the best for those people, you deep down believe they're wrong and living their lives in a way that is incorrect. And they would be better yeah. off. Off. They would be better off if there is a truth and a single truth yeah. that they believed your truth. They would be better off, you know. So uh, you know, even though they've got a culture and a religion and what have you, that's yeah. uh, you know been there for thousands of years, they would be better off mm-hmm. if they didn't live the way they lived. Yeah, and uh, and that's uh, that just feels like a very lonely way to feel like you know because you're you're sure. separate separate from. Sure, but them. we do it all the time. Like we wish that people who supported Trump didn't have that opinion and they've thought more the way that we think that we would prefer them to be on our side of the of this answer not on their yeah. side of the answer but that's a that's a temporary you know? thing that's a that's sure. a couple of years thing as opposed to say thousands of years long culture with uh, great statues built and, and civilizations built yeah. on the basis of something that you yourself would feel if you believe that your religion is the one true religion yeah all of that is wrong. Yeah, yeah. All of that is a lie. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's a huge lie. This is, uh, at the bottom of it, bullshit. Uh, yeah, well, okay. So let's let's just take that apart because you do judge. You do have to have, like, a judgment. Like, you can't, you have to, um, how do I want to say this? You, you, you kind of, like, you have to judge a, a culture by what it creates. Do you know what I mean? So if you have, or if, or say a political system by what it creates. All right. So if you have a political system that creates pain and suffering, mm-hmm. then it's not a good political system. If you have a religious belief that creates pain and suffering, then it's not a good religious belief. If you like my issue with uh, some, like my issue with some religions, and this includes Christianity, is the idea of the, the ladder religion, the idea that you can climb a ladder through your actions or through things that you do i thought you were being like the latter-day saints the latter-day and now saints, i'm thinking of right. the latter-day saints that bring their own ladder and like we're going to get to the higher part sure. of heaven than you yeah i mean and, and um there there's probably elements of this in every church this idea that you can through your you know behavior or through you know paying money or making you know, you know, through all these little things yeah. that you do, you're going to go up some sort of golden ladder. Yeah, you want to be God's favorite, and you'll be God's favorite. That's right. You know, and and what I like about Christianity and what what drew me to it was the idea that those things are not, don't. There is no ladder. That your grace is just yours. It's there for you. You don't need to do anything to get it. It's it's waiting for you. If you want it, there it is. If you don't, doesn't matter. And you know, and it just took away that whole idea that you've got to do this because the problem with it's great to have rules. It's great to have laws to be, govern behavior. But when you start to twist the laws to get around them, but still appear to be following them, then you see where you end up with legalisms and stuff like that, where you're not you're not following the spirit of the law anymore. You're just following the letter of yeah. it. 
you know, and so things were like, you know, you could only, so like, you know, Jewish people in the past, say on Sabbath day, they would hire people to carry stuff for them, which is not supposed to do because it's supposed to be for everyone. Like that was yeah. in, in, I think it's in Deuteronomy, you know, when it's, when they talk about the Sabbath, it's for everyone, even for the alien, for the person who's, who isn't yeah. a Jew, also gets to celebrate the Sabbath. They all get to rest. Your servants get to rest. Your slaves get to rest. You get to rest. Everybody rests. No one's supposed to be carrying something for someone else in order for them to get around the fact that they can't yeah. carry a bag of flour down the street. But if they're carrying stuff anyway, they can carry <laughs> stuff for you. I mean, they're already breaking the rule, right? There you go. There's legalisms, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, you just... And it's it's hard. As they, as they said on the first episode of uh, King of the Hill, don't play lawyer ball. There you go. Yeah, but lots of people do because it's in our it's it's in our it's inextricably in us to want to yeah to feel worthless to need to be validated. You know, and, we, we, and however you do it, whether you do it through people's validation or the idea of God validating you, and that's. We want structure, and we also want to break the structure. We want sure. to find the holes in the structure. Both are, both are our nature. Yeah, you yeah. know. But we but we crave rules, and then we really want to break those rules. Yeah. But you crave them. You mm -hmm. got. You really want the rules. Sure. And and if there's too loosey goosey on the rules, I don't feel comfortable. This doesn't feel right at all. Yeah. Yeah. So then you then you have Christ like making fun of people who who are you know in sackcloth and ashes and who are making this big show of their piety, but you know that's not important. That's just it's, it has nothing to do with showing your love of God. Like, you know, he just took it and put it into the most, you know, simple thing that, you know. Okay. Uh, what's most important? Love your neighbor. That's what he put as the most important commandment, right? Mm -hmm. That's very simple, but we always want to like go around. But here's, but is I can it, love my neighbor, but. Well, what's more important uh, to love your neighbor or love God? He said, love your neighbor. Where does, uh, where does, uh, so, so it's more important to love uh, your neighbor than it is to love God. Yeah, that's number two. Okay. Why is it important to love God? Why is it important to love God? Yes. I think what's important about the idea of God is the idea that there's something <clears throat> outside of us that we, that, that we, not that we have a debt to God, because we don't have a debt, but the idea that there's a power that we don't control outside of us, that if we can admit to, to not having all the answers, all the control. Okay. That's a very different thing than loving that thing. That's like uh, that's like there is something greater, yes. and you can even believe that that sure. that greater force loves you. Mm -hmm. You can believe that, but that there seems to be a demand that yeah. you love that force. Yeah. Or, uh, that's that's always been a little bit of a strange thing to me. It's just like well, anything that demands love, sure. that requests love, is odd, right? That's odd. Like any any person that would say. I want you. Uh, you have to love me. Yeah. I, rec I, I, I That's that's something that has to happen for this relationship to work. Uh, and uh, by the way, you have no options for anyone else because I'm the only thing in the world. Uh, but uh, yeah, you got to love me. That seems. Mm, you know what? I, you you hear how that that sounds, right? So, but it's well, but it's not. It's not that you. You're not. You're not compelled to love God because that's not love. Okay. Right. It feels, no one's compelling. Once again, you to love I come God. from a church where there was compelling to love God. Yes. You know, it was like you've got to love God. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's a problem, right? Mm -hmm. But that's a problem. I mean, why did you walk away from it? Because you could see the problem. Because of the torture the... and the horror, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I thought there was a hypocrisy there. That's why. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Total hypocrisy. Like, if you, if you know, if you take something like that, I mean, the problem for something like the Roman Catholic Church is that it's so old. It's so old. That it has all this accretion of t of of barnacles on it over time, you know, like people's mm -hmm. explanations of things, 
like the idea of atonement that Jesus Christ died for our sins, like that didn't even become like an idea until the 11, 1100s. And St. Anselm, you know, used that as an explanation of, of why I Christ died on the cross. I didn't know that. I thought it was just part of the main deal. It's not the part of the main deal. It okay. became something, because then that made sense to people in the Middle Ages. They're like, oh, I understand what you mean by that. Because that's the way the legal system worked then too, that the, the Lord of the land, the act, you know, the human yeah. physical Lord had power over you as the, as a, as a, you know, and so St. Elmstrom explained it in this way that made it sense to those people at that time. But the problem is, is that now we have to live with this attempts to, See what I okay. Here's how I here's how I read it through. And by the way, later on we're going to be talking about transformers. Um, uh, when I was, how do we go down this? Road? Here's 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 the way I kind of read it was um, in uh, and in the first kind of uh, Adam Adam and Eve story, and then yeah. you got Cain and Abel. Sure, uh, God wanted sacrifice. God was uh, God asked uh, for a, for a sacrifice, and Cain uh, sacrificed uh, like or give him a, a sacrifice of like vegetables, mm-hmm. and uh, and and Abel gave him a sacrifice of like I don't know if it was specifically a lamb, but it was something yeah. that was alive. Yes, yeah, right. And so it was a it was a living sacrifice that he killed yeah. for God. Yeah. And so and God preferred, of course, the thank you for killing an animal for me uh and that's the thing and then later on abraham is 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 asked sacrifice your son for me as mm-hmm. a test yeah and then it's like very good take him up and abraham didn't go well this is unreasonable uh this isn't the kind of thing god sure. does sure. Uh, that probably isn't god it just went yeah i guess that's the way this goes because god likes a sacrifice yeah. so here we go and so and god was uh in the old testament at least in the stories yeah, yeah. you know however you want to put it uh uh i don't want to say being but god however you want to say God, um, wanted sacrifice. So in the New Testament, it ends with uh, his son being killed and uh, and and at least in the Catholic Church, you know, dying for our sins. Oh, there has been a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And the sacrifice is so huge, yeah. so huge, that, it, that the benefit that we get from it is uh, we're washed clean. So I wash clean the the sins of the world. Yeah, uh, that's amazing, and and that could only be done by you know uh, sacrificing the greatest thing that we've ever been given. The greatest mm-hmm. gift uh, was Jesus. So we killed Jesus, which is such a weird thing because it's like it's always the thing about like was it bad to kill Jesus? Was it good to kill Jesus? Well, it was bad to kill Jesus because you killed Jesus, and I was so sad. Right, but by doing it, you fulfilled <laughs> what Jesus wanted to do, which was die for our sins. Jesus did want to die for our sins, or did he? Because on the cross, he's there's a moment where he's like, "I don't know about this," and I'm like, "Okay, wait." I thought this was. I thought you knew. Yeah. It's confusing. Anyway, but, it is confusing. But it, because it feels like the humans, things you're talking about are yeah, post are post biblical. It's it's the biggest human sacrifice that there could be, mm-hmm. and uh, and so because of it, we benefit. But it's all about sacrifice to God from start to finish. The book seems to be about sacrifice so, to God. You have to remember, though, that God, Jesus, is God. Mm-hmm. Like as you know, as part of the but story. But God with doubts, so that on the cross, mm-hmm. God has doubts. Yeah, and God, you know, and that's that's where th- this is. This part of God is different than uh, the eternal God. Where I understand, no, the, no, do you think God has doubts? Yeah. Okay, find me anything in the Bible <laughs> where God, yeah. with the exception of maybe the story of Job, but again, that's a story story. That's a story story. That's yeah. a story story sure. where it's like, I don't know, let's try this out. Yeah. Um, but is there any place in the Bible where God has Well, doubts? I can tell you a place in the Bible where God changes his mind. Which is? In the story of the Syrophoenician woman, I'm talking about Jesus, not not the, the, 
Okay, Hebrew that's God. what I'm asking though. It's like the, is there... okay, those are different. Those are different stories. And one thing is the problem we have is people reading those stories is that we everyone brings their own baggage to those stories, right? So you bring your sacrifice baggage to those stories, whereas I, I don't. Like when I read the story of Abraham and Isaac, yeah, to me that story is about a person mis misunderstanding their relationship to God, I take, thinking they should sacrifice someone. God stopping it. But after that happens in this, the book, it's interesting that Abraham's life is never good after that. Okay, but wait a second. So you're saying in the story of Abraham, yeah. God doesn't come to no. Abraham and say, sacrifice your son. No. Why does Abraham decide to sacrifice his son to God? Because he thinks that's what he should do. Why does he think that? I guess he thinks that he should make some sort of ma- you know, great sacrifice to God. Okay, but again... But God doesn't want that. Okay, but, but, but again... Yeah. Why would he? I'm going to. I'm going to say it one more time. Why would he think that? Like, is God a being in Abraham's mind that yeah. requires sacrifice? That because because that was a common thing for the gods of the day that yeah. weren't like you know yeah. uh, those kind of gods. You sacrifice to gods. Mm-hmm. They would like a sacrifice. So in in um, Hebrew culture or Jewish culture, the the animal sacrifice was not sacrifice to God. It was a sacrifice to thank the animal for its death for us. That's how they. That's the idea of the of the sacrifice. Now, over time, the usual problem, they, you know, form, formalism took over from meaning, right? Mm-hmm. So it became more important for people to have the spotless lamb, the perfect dove to sacrifice to God, mm-hmm. you know, but that's not the original intention of it. So when you look at the early understanding of sacrifice, the idea was that the animal died for us to eat it. So we have to thank that animal for its sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And so, and then that, you know, over time, mostly these are, most of the, the Jewish traditions are post-exile. So when they came back from Babylon, they brought back like a lot of these ideas that they're going to like, you know, so they came, they, they had a nation, it was destroyed by the Babylonians, they were exiled out of Israel, they had to live in Babylon, they were, lived there as, as aliens, as slaves. Eventually, they were returned to Israel. By the by, the Babylonian king, I can't remember his name, but in doing that, and this is why you get all the altar porn in Deuteronomy, is because everyone was so excited about going. Like some people were so excited about it, they're just like, when we get there, we're gonna build the biggest gopher wet altar ever seen. It's gonna have gold here, and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna have this ark, and blah blah blah. And so all this kind of formalism started at at this time as well. So when they got there, because then they moved back to Israel, and then they're not, they're not. It's not just them there. They're having to share this space with other cultures. And so then they became really focused on trying to protect their culture from, from outsiders changing what they believed. Mm. And so it became this really rigid thing. And that's something I've never really understood is like, if you believe that your religion is the one true religion, yeah. why would you fear others? Like, why would, if you, if you honestly, if but, you... But if, did they? Like, when you look at the story, like, when you look at the story of, of Moses in Egypt, mm-hmm. It's God versus the Egyptian gods. It's a Jewish god versus the Egyptian gods. Okay. It's, it's but if you those believe two the, powers battling right. each other over the, the the who you know the, over the, the Jewish slaves or whether they stay in right. as slaves or whether they're are freed. You know, so obviously they didn't think of themselves as as, god, as their god as just one god. This one I, again, I, I'm, you haven't. These are all things that you know cr- kind of creep in gradually over time. Right. You haven't seen the movie The Ten Commandments. We've we've established this. Um, I, I've read the. You read the book? I read the book. I heard the movie's also quite good. No. <laughs> uh, this is always a thing to me in the uh, in the Ten Commandments because they act, people actually see miracles directly, see miracles. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, 
why why are we even arguing after that? Mm-hmm. Why are we even arguing after you've seen the the flaming funnel sure. and when you've seen the sea part? You know, I mean, and then you talk about like how you know, and then you wandered in the desert for you know forty years. Aside from the ones who have been were born into that and never saw it, you know, if you were the, one of the people who saw the parting of the Red Sea, yeah, okay, good, whatever. I'll follow you. Yes. All right. Well, this is how the universe works, <clears throat> I and I'm so. on the right path. Even if I'm wandering, uh, I'm I'm still on the right path because there is this is it. This is how it goes. This is the way of the uh, of the world, and uh, I'm 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 correct to be doing this. You'd think that, but then a couple of generations down the line, you'd be like, "Oh my god!" Well, I'm a couple so, of generations. I'm so sick of hearing about this stupid. The generations didn't st- see this. The stupid but, Red Sea thing. But Ugh. if you saw it, yeah. and just went, "Look, I've seen I've seen miracles." But there. it didn't. It didn't though, right? Because. What? They they messed up. That's why they had to spend like forty sure, years. Sure, sure, sure. That's why they spent forty the years These wandering are, around. This is the thing in the in the Ten Commandments. You go like people are flakes. Like no matter what, <laughs> they'll you know. Again, I never yeah. understood the Moses thing where like he comes down. How dare you do all this stuff? That's uh, this these tablets say you shouldn't do. You just brought the tablets down. We haven't yeah. read them. I'm like, yeah, but how dare you? Oh, we didn't know. You did. This was fine like ten minutes ago. What are you talking about? Like, okay, now we'll stop. Yeah, but. Ugh. Oh, that's confusing. No, it's too late. There's an earthquake. You've all fallen into the holes. Into the holes. What's what's <laughs> this? Yeah, there's a lot of problems. There's a lot. There's a lot of uh, things. Um, so, if there is someone who was, uh, wh- what do you think? Someone who does not believe in God. Uh, what's the best way uh, for them to take the best part of what you believe and incorporate that into 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 their lives? Is it just treating the uh, treating uh, their neighbor as yourself? Just well, t- taking be, the taking the golden rule. Well, I actually, honestly believe that our culture. <laughs> sorry, why I'm laughing? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm laughing at a Hall and Oates song. Oh, that okay. It bothers me. And okay. I'm just gonna say what it is real <laughs> oh, quick. Sure. Okay, okay there's a song. Uh, it's called "Don't Talk to Strangers," I believe. Okay, and it's like uh, it goes with uh, when you were a young girl and still in school. Uh, how did you never learn the golden rule? Don't talk to strange men. Don't be a fool. I'm hearing stories. I don't think that's cool. So basically, she's flirting with guys. Yeah. And he's saying, why did you never learn the golden rule? Yeah. That's nothing to do with the golden rule. No. Yeah. This so, is love your neighbors. So she's obviously loving all her neighbors. Yeah. If anything, that's not bad. <laughs> but it just bugs me whenever I hear that. And yeah, I'm yeah. just going like, it's not even a good line of the song. It wasn't worth it to get it completely wrong. <laughs> Ugh, stupid hollow notes. You've got some good songs. I'll give you that. Anyway, back to you. I was just going to say, I do think in our culture that we live, I don't think we live in an entirely like Judeo-Christian culture, but I think that Christianity is has, you know, kind of rooted so deeply in our culture that I think we do follow those things anyway. Those are, it's born into us. There's like, if we went back in time and, and tried to live in like in Roman times, we, it, we couldn't stand it because it would be so alien to us the mm-hmm. way that they thought about things and how they approached life and how you know like it just would make no sense to us yeah totally different language too well that'd be a problem but let's just pretend if you went back you could speak the language as well it understood just, okay it would be so it would just be so different like you know there's like there really is like a sense of time before and after christianity you know like you know it was such a huge seismic cultural shift in in that region you know like it's a, it's a big do you think people would be so radically different though like wouldn't they still have the same, you know, moms still love their kids. You know, people people still want the same general things, right? You know, or do you think do, like, do, do, you know, do, do, like, I understand the structures are in yeah. place that would be, uh, that would yeah. be different. We've also got that very much yeah. in our, in our world as well. But, uh, but just people are generally still people with the same needs and desires and flaws. Oh, sure. Yeah. I would agree with that. And I don't, 
and I'm not saying that Christianity replaced, you know, like replaced or that before that time people didn't value human life and stuff like that. But in a way, you know, in some ways they didn't. Like it was just a different. It was a, such a different culture. Like you, you know, like there only, there's only one in our for you know speaking as Europeans, there's only one uh, thing that has ever actually faced paganism, and that's Christianity, and which was a popular enough reaction to it that it became a movement, a mass movement that swept people into it, you know. So it, it obviously provided some sort of alternative that was very preferable to what existed before. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that, one of the worst things that happened to Christianity, which was it becoming the state religion under, um, what's his face, Constant, Constantine, which I think is, was a terrible thing to happen to Christianity. But the reason that that happened was because it was so popular at, at the street level because christians were so you know they they fed people they looked after people they cared for people you know and and then you know so he, his his embrace of it was a was obviously a political thing i don't think he was really a christian but i think he just embraced partly because his wife was a christian sure. and partly because he saw it as an efficacious way to to bring people to his side well thank goodness people don't do that anymore <laughs> no, no, no one uses religion as a no. as a political hammer. No. no, that's a nice thing. Yeah, it's this is one, this is one of the things that to me is like you know, um, uh, Fred Rogers and Donald Trump both have the same you know uh, not specific religion but general religion. You know, I don't but, think Donald Trump is a Christian. I, I think he's I, a real fake. I, well, you don't get to say that. He tells you he's a Christian, so you okay. have to believe him. I don't have to. Can you do that? Yeah, I can. I, I, can look I at, don't know. I can look at his actions. Well, uh, why he could be forgiven for his actions though? Any, there's no actions you can't be forgiven for as a Christian, correct? Mm. That's between you and God. That's not your business. <laughs> if someone tells you they're a Christian, can you say, no, you're not? Yes. Oh, that's unusual to me. All right. <laughs> Why is that unusual to you? Because I think if someone identifies as a Christian, that's all it takes to be a Christian. I think yeah. it, no, I think it, it's not, up, I mean, obviously I can make judgments. I can't make a final judgment, but I'm allowed to judge people. Sure. As a person, you can. Yes. But if, uh, I imagine like someone, you know, if if uh, Donald Trump saying something, you know, saying I'm a Christian, yeah. and someone just going, "No, you're not." Yeah, that'd be good, I but like it wouldn't that. be true. I don't think. I think like a person can th- can sure. be wrong about being a Christian. <laughs> yeah, about the you know how. All right, then then it gets this. Then it becomes like, well, how many flaws do you get before? How many strikes before you know? No, you're not anymore. Like what's what's the you know well, you're too I mean, selfish to be a Christian. Well, there's a lot of selfish Christians. Uh, you're too, you're yeah. a, you're a horn dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's some horn dog Christians. That's out fine. There. You can be a horn dog Christian. Yeah, you can you can but, do like awful things and still be a Christian. What there's I'm saying of- is, I don't think Donald Trump actually believes like that God exists or that Jesus Christ died for his sins. I don't think that he believes any of those things. Hmm. I think he real recognizes it as a, an effective way to have support from people. But I don't think he actually believes those things. And to me, in order to be considered a Christian, you should believe some of those things. Do you think any of the presidents in your generation uh, of the United States have been Christians, even though they all identify as Christians? Jimmy Carter? Jimmy Carter's actions seem to, you know, line up. Sure. Yeah, okay. And like, I would, you know, I don't, I just don't know, I don't know them well enough. Like, I know that Jimmy Carter is a believing, practicing Christian. Yep. Bill Clinton probably isn't a believing, practicing Christian. I don't know, but I don't know if he goes. That's to the ch- thing you don't know. I don't know, I, but I'm not. Ju- I, I'm not. 
Yeah. I mean, Trump is such a cartoon, it's tough. But, <laughs> no, you know, and then you look at you someone know. like, a, again, a Fred Rogers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he was evangelical, evangelical. Yeah. And his way of, uh, of preaching was through, through television. Sure. You know, which was interesting because. But so, in a subtle way, not in a. Well, that's the a, thing. It's like, like so many other people, you know, uh, uh, preach. And if you think of an evangelical, uh, television. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Christian, you've got something in your mind that's very, very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's why, as we talked about on a past episode with Ty Templeton, whose uh, whose father was uh, one of the first uh, evangelists on television, if not the first. Mm-hmm. And Ty is an atheist. And Ty's uh, godfather was Billy Graham. And I just, and I think that his family invented the zipper. <laughs> Ty Templeton's family invented. I the believe zipper. there was a zipper related thing, like okay. a couple of like things huh. ago. And his dad killed Elvis. But that's a complete, <laughs> again. Listen to the episode. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I I don't. Oh, think... by the way, he also did the cover for the latest Exorcisters as well. He did the alternate cover. Yeah, really, really nice, nice job. Yeah, okay, it all ties in. It's uh, a tie. It's a tie. Yeah. He also commented on completely Beatles. Doesn't like let it be. Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something that was doesn't really matter. We were talking about Fred Rogers. We were talking about evangelicals. Oh yeah, I think like you know like like Mr. Rogers or Fred Rogers. I prefer to call him Mr. Rogers because that's how I knew him. He. He to, that that to me is the best way of preaching, is because you're not actually talking; you're just doing. You know, it's through his actions that we know that he was a kind and and giving person. Mm-hmm. He never told us he was kind and giving. He showed us by what he did that he was kind and giving. You know, and he showed us what his beliefs meant to him through his actions. There was never a word spoken by him on his television show about what he believed. I've got a weird. But if you someone yeah. told you that he was a Christian, you wouldn't go, "Oh, that's strange." I would thought I would never have thought that about him. Be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. They told me he was a nudist. That was a surprise. But <laughs> yeah, he was he swam in the nude. Uh, whenever you see him, like him swimming in that pool, it's like, okay. well, it's very different today than how he normally swims. Um, <laughs> but that's fine. Here's a here's a <laughs> thing. Of, feel nice. Here's a here's a thing on uh, on his uh, on his. By sh- the way, I swam naked too in, in our in our backyard pool. Well, there you are. Yeah. It's a really nice feeling. As your dog goes, um, <laughs> bow wow. <laughs> Now you're creeping me out. Uh, on the show, was there ever like there would be a thing where uh, someone would say, you know, uh, you know, my name's uh, Mr. McFeely, you know, yeah. I'm the, the uh, speedy delivery. W- what would what would uh, Mr. Rogers say? Would he say, "Call me Fred"? Would he say he wouldn't say, "Call me Mr. Rogers"? They called him Mr. Rogers, yeah. Well, if it was a proper thing, Mr. McFeely and Mr. Rogers. Huh. No one went first name, eh? That was the proper thing in those days, was to call someone. So everyone just had their own proper name. Mm-hmm. No, you, did, you never got the first name of anybody. No, not unless you were clo- like unless you were friends or, or close relatives. You didn't. That's why, like when we grew up, people would hmm. say like Boothby or Dedrick, because that was slightly. And it, now, to our ears, living in our time, it seems more. It seems like less friendly. Than having Mister in front. Do you know what it feels like to me yeah. when someone says that? I yeah. go like, "Oh man, that feels out of date." <laughs> but at the time, yeah, it feels like someone for a while calling me "dude." I know it's come back into fashion, yeah. but it's just like, "Hey, dude!" I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm not at a guest ranch." Yeah. Uh, no, like, but when we were younger, that was a step more affectionate sure. than using Mister Boothby to yeah. call you Boothby. You would go, Mister Boothby. Boothby, Ian. Those were the steps towards, towards. Yeah, it was also being... because there wasn't really a war at the time, and so <laughs> uh, that kind of military jargon, which is kind of what it felt, just like Derek, 
you know, you, uh, it sounds like you're doing that kind of slang, well, that, right? That's how it's come. That's how it has come down to us now. Like yeah. that's what I mean. It feels weird to us now, but at one time, you know, you called everyone. Like if you were in school, the te- the teacher would never call you by your first name. Mm-hmm. It'd be by your last name, and it's just a it's just changed now. It's just the same way that at one time, the word you was a formal you that you would only use to strangers. Mm. You would never call your wife or you know brother or close friend you you would say thee but at some point we got rid of that we took we got rid of the we got rid of the informal you and mm-hmm. replaced it with the plural and formal you the same way in french has tu and vous yes to 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 someone is to use the two word to the one you shouldn't and they're still fairly strict about it in in france that's why when voltaire was exiled to england for a while one of his English letters is about the Quakers, whom he really liked because they tutoyed everyone. <laughs> and he thought that was great. And that's why in the Bible, which seems very old-fashioned to us now, it uses words like the and stuff to God. Yeah. Because it shows how close we are to God and not how distant we are. So God isn't you. God is the. That means he's our, our family. There you are. So there. Cool. Because <laughs> that's the thing. When you're talking about God earlier, and I just wanted to say to you that, like, like God, like uh, Christ... Brought that brought in that idea of of God as our Father, like not just as a figure of like majestic. He's too important for us. No, no, he's yeah. he is rela- stopped him from being Zeus. He's your he's related to you. Like you're related to him. Mm-hmm. That is why you should love him because he's your father. Right. That's the relationship that he wants. Which is why when people slap the darkness onto it, you're like, well, this doesn't this doesn't work at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and that's when you that's why you should say that too. Like if you someone tells you a philosophy of life that to you feels like it's poison, then that's not a good philosophy of life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It also, it's also bothersome that some people feel that others should suffer for their actions. Like, imagine being a, a person who is is cool with that, the idea that there's an afterlife where the, people... Well, the idea that it's an eternal punishment without without any uh, escape. That's the thing. Without some sort of way and, to come and out And let's of it. even take the flames away, because that's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But like, if uh, you know, because some people go like, "Oh, it's not like that." Here's what it is: it's uh, it's just the absence of God. So you will be forever absent from God, and you will never have that. And again, when you slap eternity onto that, yeah, it's just like so. There's no point where. Mm-hmm someone decides it's, to forgive you yeah. this eternal forgiveness and infinite love can't ever reach that because because <laughs> the problem with that too is sure. if you translate that into life it translates to like the family members that can never be forgiven you know it's yeah. like it's okay to just like you know hey if god can cut you off completely then it's okay for me to cut people off completely in my life yeah. and you know there's no chance of redemption for so and so and this and that and yeah. whatever yeah. and that's kind of a dark way to 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 live as well that doesn't feel like loving your neighbor as yourself you know you'd want to if you do something to be forgiven for it or have at least the chance of forgiveness but yeah yeah throwing again like eternity onto it it's just like you know yeah it's weird well i just was thinking when you're talking about we sang a hymn last i think last weekend or maybe the week before we sang a hymn that was one of the words one of the words i'm just gonna paraphrase exactly i can't i can't remember lyrics ever is uh you know one one of our responsibilities according to the song is to bring comfort to prisoners and you know and when i sing that i always think man that is so out of step with the way people regard yeah prison now as a place of punishment not as a place of rehabilitation you know which bites you on the ass which does bite you on the ass because when... people will get out and if you, if you <laughs> yeah. created something that just makes people worse yeah yeah wow 
We got, we got you nice and angry. Now I want you to go out and... Yeah, we yeah. really want you to suffer. Well, look, yeah. again, if you want to talk about, you know, how hell is just the separation of uh, you from God's love, yeah. this is the separation of you from the world. That's probably enough. That's awful. Mm. Imagine that. You can't leave. Yeah. You cannot leave. Yeah. That's, That's really, really, really bad. Yeah. You know, uh, and, you know, why not try to... Why not then show some mercy in, in, in that? And again... You know, there's people that have done horrible things to people I love that are in jail, mm-hmm. uh, but I would never, you know, want them to be to be killed or, or eternally suffer. Yeah, which is a weird thing, right? Or or even be or even be tortured. Yeah. You know, and like the whole thing about joking about like prison rape. You know, it's just like, no, what the fuck is wrong with you that you would think? You know, it's it's hilarious. Is it? <laughs> you know, it's, it's that who? Because look. When you when you when you put that into your heart and you wish that on others, then that colors your heart as well. Exactly. That hurts you. Yeah, You're exactly. hurting yourself by wishing that on mm-hmm. another person. And I understand that. Again, there's people who you know have I, that have oh that are in that are in jail right now yeah. that I check when they're on parole and see what's going on and you know if there if it was necessary to go and do anything you know speak against them I would. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like that's that's enough. They're in jail. That's yeah. that's that's what we've decided as a society is the thing. There and th- think on your own actions for. And I hope they don't get out. They shouldn't get out. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're dangerous, yeah, you hope they. Yeah. And the, what if they're? What if they get better? What if they get better they, in what way? What if they're rehabilitated? What if they realize their their wrongs and in a real way, not in a fake? They way? can realize their wrongs, but I think there is also a debt that must be paid. Okay, you know, and that's a different situation. Sure. Yeah. So would you be okay then with people going to hell for a while? <laughs> well, then that's not hell. Then that's limbo. No, I'm, that I'm not, is that is our conception of limbo. No, no, I'm just saying. Go, I'm just saying. Going there for a but while, would you be okay if? It, if it wasn't like this weird Catholic thing where there's well, what you, 14 what you different places hell, you go to. What do you to, consider hell to be? It doesn't matter. Limbo is not purgatory, says my I'm not, I'm just, I'm, No, I'm just, okay. you a, I'm just giving you a nominal hell. This is not a real... Okay. I don't, I don't believe in this thing. So I, I'm just, you know... So what would happen in this uh, in this hell that you're talking so about? So you go there, you suffer the absence of God or whatever this, okay. the punishment is. And then at some point, you know, say after 5,000 years, you get to move on to another <laughs> okay. to another place. Mm, all right. You okay with that? I don't know. I really don't know. Like, I just want, I just, because I, I tend to be more. Here's what I feel it would be. Okay. If you go, if you go to the, if there was an afterlife. Yeah. Okay. And you have to be in the presence of those that, you know, who know what you did. Sure. And you have to face the truth about what you did. I think that would probably be enough. You know, if you actually had, if, if, if you felt at that point true empathy, and I, and I assume that when you go to the afterlife, you don't have uh, your any mental illnesses still. Like mm-hmm. you know, if you you know, it, I, I think when you get there, you will get uh, a wider uh, presence and understanding of what you've done. Okay. And if so, well, how about first of all, then you won't be the same person yeah. that, that you were on Earth and should not suffer as that sure. person would suffer for sure. for crimes that they have done. Well, when when couldn't you say then that that should, would be a step to become? Being eligible for for heaven then is me having that realization, and you can make that step to that place. Are we talking on earth? Or are we talking in uh, in heaven? In, in both places. In both places. There is there is always there is always a chance for redemption, but I think there's two things. One uh, one you know you have to accept yes. what you have done. Yep. But then I thing. also think there is uh, making amends mm-hmm. and making amends and and paying for like if there's if there's an action that you've done to a person 
where they will now suffer to a degree for the rest of their lives because of what you have done then uh that has to be taken into account with you know you can't just dismiss that and go Mm -hmm. like that one again so so there's something that you still have to pay the price for if you've taken away and you know you can't make that person whole there's a c.s lewis story called it's a short novel called the great divorce i think that's what it's called and in this and in this book he pauses his idea of heaven and hell where hell is like like a because he was in England, it's basically like some like kind of squ- kind of squalid suburb of London mm-hmm. where everyone's living and is living their lives, you know, and they have a chance to get on this bus and it will take them somewhere, I guess, to some sort of entry point to heaven where they'll be greeted by friends mm-hmm. who are trying to get them to to make that cross, to make that crossing over to come away from this place. But people, a lot of people can't because they're so they're 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 blinded by all these kind of worldly concerns you know whether it's no no i gotta go back because i'm i'm still arguing in this pamphlet against da 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 and i gotta go back and i'm gonna feel because this is gonna this is gonna wipe them dead you know i'm gonna get back there i'm gonna write this thing and the person's like it doesn't matter anymore you know make this come over this you know and that people but people still want to get back on the bus and go back to their humdrum you know hell in quotation marks mm-hmm. of life or of circumstances and i think that's sort of interesting because in his so in what c.s lewis's idea is that we have to make on our own, we have to make the mental, we have to clear, like, make, sort of make that mental leap of, of just forgetting all these worldly concerns, not worrying about all the small and important things, so that, so that we can make that step into yeah, wider, don't wider understanding. Yeah. yeah. You have to and leave it, things unfinished, which is uh, a hard thing to do. And of course, it's someone's story. I'm not saying that's exactly, <laughs> that's, I think that's what it's like. Yeah. I just like the idea of, because you can apply that to your own life. You don't have to think about it as hell. Mm-hmm. You can think about your own life, the idea that. Yeah, let that the, thread on uh, Twitter drop. You yeah. Don't have you, to, you don't have to say the last right. thing. That thread on Twitter is the squalid London suburb, and you need to, to walk out of there into this beautiful meadow of, of, of uh, light and, and nature yeah. and stuff. There was a thing recently where I was, there was a Grand Linehan thing where, you know, he was trying to like goad me into something, a, a back and forth. And it was like, oh, I can see where this is going to go. And it will not go well. <laughs> so I'm stepping away. <laughs> Here I go. Bye. And it was like, mm. you know, there's a couple of like little cheap shots afterwards. Yeah. You know, I started yeah. like, eh, eh, and went, mm, no, <laughs> fine. There you go. Do I regret it? No. Because I would still be there in that uh, in that thorny patch. And what's so weird about that is, to me, that's the exact equivalent of someone threatening you in a parking lot and trying to goad you into a physical fight in a right. parking lot. There's no difference in what, they, what that person's doing. Mm-hmm. And, and like that. But they probably if, wouldn't see it that way if you said to them. No, if there's anyone, well, they feel that they're the hero as well mm. of the story. And they go, but everyone feels that they're the hero. That's of the a story. problem, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, here's always a good rule, and I haven't made up this rule, but it is an excellent rule. Uh, never fight anyone. First of all, that's my rule: is never fight anyone. Uh, but like, uh, yeah. this is the this is the rule this person came up with: never fight anyone yeah. who wants to fight you, mm. because there's a reason they want to fight you, <laughs> okay. and it's probably they're pretty good at fighting. Ah. This isn't the kind of thing a person who's bad at fighting does. Mm. They don't stand in a parking lot and go, "Hey, you want to go? <laughs> Let's do it." What are you looking at? That's a person who. Has a plan yeah. for when this starts, yeah. and you haven't got a plan. No, you're just you're free balling here, and you're going. Well, maybe I, don't know, I probably could take this guy. No, 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 no. You probably can't because this person yep. has something that you don't know about. And the same thing with the person who's arguing with you online. They're like they've got this whole back catalog of things that they've 
got and things and they're gonna oh it's gonna be gross it's just gonna be awful Blech. it's gonna waste so much time your cat's gonna go hungry <laughs> house might catch on fire so what you're saying is down around you i was right to hit that guy in the face with a half full can of country time lemonade yeah and i'm glad that you drank the rest of it first so you were hydrated <laughs> no, that's a big mistake that people make sometimes <laughs> that did happen to you in time someone tried to get into a fight with me at the commonwealth games swimming pool mm-hmm. in westminster and i i just knew it was I was just me, and there were three three people. Yeah, and so I just uh, took this can and smashed it into his face. You know what I would like, <laughs> and here's then what, I ran. Here's what, here's, here's what oh, I, would I say. ran. I say like, and as you did it, you went, "How'd you like a nice Hawaiian punch?" And you get him in the face, <laughs> and they run away, and then you go, "This isn't Hawaiian punch." I'm like, I couldn't find Hawaiian punch <laughs> in the vending machine. <laughs> yeah, but it would have been great. Imagine if it was Hawaiian punch. What a waste! Any time is country time. Boom. <laughs> That's what I, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that might not even be the country time. That I think that's the taco time uh, slogan. Anytime is taco time. Oh, okay. Oh, I can't remember what the country time uh, slogan is at all. No, I can't remember. Anyway, you got country fresh. Oh, I, I got it. Here's what you do. Okay, when, you, when you're doing it. Sure. All right. Well, when life gives you lemons, <laughs> then you hit him in the face with a kind of country time, and then he goes, "It's not made with real lemons." I'm like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Okay. Um, Do I keep walking back? Uh, okay. I gotta go get another can. All right. right well, back. All right. Let's see. Muhammad Ali called it the sweet science uh, boxing. Uh, <laughs> sort of sweet. That's okay. What else is it? Sour, sour face, sour puss. Sour. sour Getting there. Sour is good. Yeah, sour puss because it's the puss yeah. in the face. Anyway, listen. Uh, we'll meet you tomorrow at this time, <laughs> and I'm gonna try and find a can of. Uh, of uh, Hawaiian punch. Mm. Then what you do is you come back with one of those giant cans. <laughs> well, it's from the seventies. Yeah, yeah. And just like kaboom, <laughs> take them out clean. Oh man, those are big cans. Yeah. Kachunk. Kachunk. Oh, this is nice and medley. Yeah, I know. He, my cat doesn't doesn't even remember that. Anyway, so does God exist? Let us know. Please, please do and or don't. Yeah. By the way, if we ever end up doing our Bible show, this will not be a million miles away from what this will be, uh, but with more facts. <laughs> Can I just uh, say another song sure, that please, we like to, to sing? Uh, is, uh, is one of my favorite lyrics, which is, Christ has no body now but yours, no hands but yours. So I think, like, I just like that. That's and the, then uh, that's David reality. Lee Roth comes in with, I ain't got nobody. Thanks, David Lee Roth. Get out of here. You're not even the real David Lee Roth. Life goes on without me. You're right. It did. You predicted it all, Mr. Roth. You've done it all. Isn't that singing just a gigolo? Yeah. You know that, I guess you could say David Lee Roth. I mean, I don't think he's the original singer of oh, that Oh, of course song. he's not. No. Because Frank Sinatra could have come in and started singing that song. Yeah, but... but Frank's dead. That, sure. And the reanimated corpse of Frank Sinatra. And as I've mentioned, in. Uh, in Vancouver, we had a fake David Lee Roth for a number mm. of... Uh, Months to almost a year, and no one realized. So there you go. Well, he kind of disappeared, and so you really have no idea what he looks like. I, don't you? It's like he was on TV always. Like you've got was it. He? Yes, but on MTV and like oh. much music and music plus. Yeah, in, but that was like old stuff from the eighties. Like you're talking about from the nineties, right? Stuff, but right? there's got to be an element of his face that you go like, ah, that looks like him, <laughs> right? You're right. Be, I guess. You know, you don't see a friend from like uh, from high school and go like, oh, it's the guy who doesn't look anything like himself who says he's him. <laughs> and there you are. That's, that's what I do. Uh, so I got uh, I got two topics uh, for you, Dave. Okay. And uh, that I that I uh, thought oh, so, up. Sorry, I sprung a totally different topic. No, no, it was a fine uh, 
I enjoyed that though. That I apologize a- to I apologize to our non-believer listeners. I hope the one non-believer. The one. Non- you know who I it said is. non-believer listeners. Oh, okay. I didn't say listener. Listeners. I just just apologize for for making you go through that. All right. I want to quickly complain about the movie Bumblebee very fast. Okay. I've not seen it, okay. so I have no opinions on I'm it. I'm going to complain. Uh, in two I do w- like the actress who's in it. Yes, like they are. Lot. They are very good. Um, I went to see this with uh, my sister-in-law, uh, Vicky. Uh, we were both told it was two things. One, we were told it was uh, from from the internet. It was a, an <laughs> 80s style movie because it takes place in the 80s. That does that's not a recommendation. But okay. It is actually because Transformers is such an 80s thing to me. Mm, okay, you know the Transformers cartoon was in the 80s. I hated it. The uh, that's fine. Uh, the cartoon show was in the 80s. I mean, the reason that we've got the Transformers movies now is a nostalgia oh, yeah, for the for, sure. for that 80s thing. So it kind of yeah. makes sense that we're going to set something in the 80s. So there's that. And the second thing was... That's that, why we have the movie The Lobster as well. Really... I have not seen that, and I probably will not, uh, <laughs> uh, having read the plot. Um, it's good. Oh, by the way, another movie you shouldn't see. Don't see Polar. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's uh, Mads uh, Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen, okay. Oh, it's uh, It makes such a stupid mistake off the top. Such a stu- firstly, it's just like ugh, you know. There's just so <laughs> what's much. The, what's the plot? The plot. Wait, first, is, give us the plot. The plot is is that, is, wait, 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 let's wait, look wait, at wait, a woman's wait, wait, ass wait, 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 wait. for like uh, about three minutes, solid, uh, to the point oh. where you're like, stop it. Uh, okay, well, what's the plot? Go for it. What I was is, just gonna say you have to give it to us as a net Netflix synopsis. Uh, the world's deadliest uh, uh, assassin uh, finds a retirement. Uh, it's not all it's cracked up to be. And revenge is a dish best served cold. <laughs> That's Poland's the polar. polar. Who is Mads Mikkelsen, the world's greatest assassin? Fuck, of course he is. Mm-hmm. Of course he is. Uh, and uh, anyway, let me. But what's ju- the mistake it makes off the top? Um, he adopts an adorable dog. And so then, you think that's like a John Wick? It's too John Wicky. John Wick did a very smart thing with it. This movie does the stupidest thing with that. And uh, then it just and then and then oh, you can just, oh I just okay no it just Everyone came up on Netflix and I don't want to I don't want to ruin oh, okay. this uh, horrible thing that they do <laughs> it's awful let me just say it's yeah. legitimately like awful and then when you get what the what his flaw is mm. and then when you get what the plot is mm-hmm. if you don't put these two things together and figure out what the answer is yeah really and then <laughs> it stylistically is just so. Ugh. The whole thing. It's based on a graphic novel, oh. and they and they try to cartoon it up too much, and it's just honestly. There's a scene off the top where it's like, you know, the the a jerk who's about to be assassinated uh, is like flirting with a woman uh, who's coming out of the pool, and the, the camera just spends all the time on her ass, then back to the guy, then just right on her ass, and then just it just keeps coming back to it where you're just like. Is a gun going to come out of this? Because that's the only justification that I could see. And then it would just like, actually, she fires bullets out of her ass and then kills him that way. Mm. And, you know, she's the butt killer. And like, I, I, I would, I would go fine. Yeah. But it was just, she I'm, has a, can I just say that she had a dairy erringer in her, uh, Thank well, you. that killed in the other room. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, okay, so back to... Don't see it. It's awful. Uh, <laughs> we watched 10 minutes and then just went... I said, like, if this thing that I think is going to happen is going to happen, we're not watching it anymore. My wife seconded it. It happened. We're done. No, it was free. Right. Okay, so Bumblebee. Uh, so here's... Bumblebee. Bumblebee. The idea is it's Bumblebee. Uh, the little, who is uh, a Volkswagen. Who was a Volkswagen in the cartoon. Oh. 
was not a Volkswagen in the uh, in the Transformers movie, the first Transformers movie. He was movie. a Camaro, right? He was a Camaro. But that was a because licensing thing. Yeah, he was next to thing. a Volkswagen. He went, no, not that stupid thing. That's stupid. He's a cool car. <laughs> and I was like, all right, fine. He's a cool car. This, that was dumb. Well, this yeah. one they go with, no, no, he was originally a Volkswagen. Oh, nice. So, so far, so good. Okay. Oh, but here's what we were told it was. We were told that... Oh, yeah, that's right. You, and the internet promised you some, some yeah, things. Yeah, promised it. It's an 80s movie. Rainbows and lollipops. And then it, they said that it was basically a girl and her horse movie. So the oh. the equivalent is like, because Bumblebee can't talk. Yeah. So it's her like, you know, a lot of face-to-face, a lot of petting his head. <laughs> it's a lot. He's, it's, it's a, no hair to It's comb. a big thing that yeah. she rides, you know, and it helps her with freedom. And yeah. she's going through the death of her father and this thing helps her. I'm like, okay. Is it but, a potent sexual metaphor? That's my question. Okay. okay. Business okay. for however you want to play it. Um, Bumblebee. Okay. But there's two, there's two things. First, and yep. she does do a good job with what she's trying to do uh the Haley, woman, her oh i don't know and her mom is pamela something Haley stein could be her mom played bobby hill on king of the hill and was like it does a lot of like fx shows and she's a very good actor as well okay she's a much better actor than the script the script's terrible okay. uh every so often there's a really good line that you're like oh that was script doctored into being good <laughs> Like John Senna just going, why are we tr- trusting them? They're called the Decepticons. Uh. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's a good point. You did notice their name was Decepticons. Yeah. Uh, and there's uh, there's a couple other things that John Senna says that are funny. But here's... So is John Senna in the, Is he playing her father? No. Okay. He's playing uh, the head of... Uh, like, he's a big shot in the military. Okay. Who has previously been hurt by uh, Bumblebee by accident. Yeah. Uh, with the other Transformers, uh, bad okay. Transformers attacking. He's so, the head of Sentinel Intelligence. <laughs> there you are. But he's got Scar okay. showing he doesn't trust these guys. Yeah. Okay. So here's the whole kind of ethical dilemma for the government. Is uh, two bad Transformers, the Decepticons, show up and like... Uh, we are searching for Bumblebee. Uh, they give us access to your. They don't talk this way, but they should uh, give us access to your satellites. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, and the scientists uh, talking to the military guy. Yeah, I think we should do it. And he's like, we shouldn't do this. They're, they're aliens. I know, but it's first contact, and uh, you know uh, we should trust them, and we should give them access to the satellites. Why first? I know, but it's first contact and all this stuff. All right, this so is for, a scientist saying this. Scientist, yeah. So science is saying to the military to the, to the point where like, and then they, well, we shouldn't do this. Well, if we don't do it, the Russians are going to do it, mm. you know, and then, and then we're going to lose the Cold War. Like, all right, fine. Oh, this is the 80s. That's what I was going right, to say. It's the, the 80s. War. And you know, because like every 80s okay. song you've ever heard is playing. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so there's that. The motels? No, sh- uh, probably not. <laughs> no, all the other ones. Everyone okay. wants to rule the world. Every, every song that you okay. think will play, like, will play. Fears, yeah. yeah, everything will okay. play. So, uh, but here's the problem. Oh, is like I thought like when I when I heard that I was like oh well then it can't be a prequel to the first Transformers movie they're starting fresh because in the first Transformers movie the a military yeah. have Megatron yeah. he, they got him a hundred years ago yeah. he's been uh, in their base sorry who's Megatron is he the truck he is no Megatron is the villain oh who okay is, turns into a gun oh uh, sorry Optimus Prime is the truck that's right so sorry. Megatron has been uh, locked away for like in the military for a yeah. for hundred years basically about this point 80 years uh, he's he's down there they're stripping him for parts and that's where we get all of our technology that's oh, why okay. we now have planes and microwaves it's because we stole the technology from uh the, gun. from from this alien yeah which Who's makes a gun? which makes yeah which also makes humans shit 
we're awful. Yeah. We just got got a guy. Now we know he's bad, but they didn't know he was bad. No, no. They just caught him and tortured him and yeah. took all his parts. And then when he gets free, we're like, oh, good, catch that villain. Villain, <laughs> hundred years anyway. But the military has him. Only this military mm. has no idea about this. Yeah. And you're like, well, maybe it's a small. No, no, you just gave. You guys are all the head of the military giving aliens uh, all your tech. Yeah. Well, that makes no fucking sense. You didn't even watch the first movie, you <laughs> shitheads. You know, and you're like, well, maybe it doesn't uh, lead in. And at the very end, it like completely leads in where like he turns into a Camaro. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's like, ugh. So, fuck you. Okay, so there's that. Then number two. He turns into a Fiero. There's, uh, there's an annoying thing that movies are doing right now, which all of them seem to be referencing The Breakfast Club. And all of them seem to be showing, like Spider-Man Homecoming and other movies, where it's the last scene of The Breakfast Club, where it's Judd Nelson doing the fist pump into the air. Okay. Okay. So well, Bumble, simple minds, please. Right. So Bumblebee watches this oh, oh. and does the fist pump a couple of times in the movie. Okay. <laughs> which I sort of forgave because I went like, oh, Judd Nelson. It, was it funny the first time? It was, it was not, but it was this. Okay. I was going like, oh, Judd Nelson was in the Transformers movie, the cartoon. Ah. So there's a little tribute, tip of the hat. Well, now we're fine. Yeah. There we go. But then I then I went like, no, wait a second. Yeah. Uh, there's very few characters in this movie, and of the characters they're in, there's the girl who is, uh, you know, very depressed and mopey and dark. Yeah. Uh, then you've got uh, Bumblebee, who's Judd Nelson, fist pumping the sky. <laughs> uh, then you've got this nerd who lives next door, who's okay. trying to make time with a girl, but not very successful. Sure. You have a mean girl who's a princess, whose daddy buys her a car and gets and gets kind of everything. And then you have a jock that she's she's in love with. And we're like, oh fuck, man! These the only characters you've made are the Breakfast Club. There's no missing it. Mm. You've made the Breakfast Club. Okay. So if you've got to have this, then the only thing that makes sense is at the very end of the movie, all of them come together, and the Breakfast Club basically fights the uh, <laughs> the Transformers. Like fight that that makes that sure. actually might make some sense. Yeah. But they totally forget that they've set up these characters, these other little characters, like the uh, the mean girl and and especially the jock, which they really set up this guy is to be something. And then like halfway through the movie, they just get rid of him. And you never see him again. And then it's just a typical ending. And there it goes. Uh, but it was like, oh, well, you didn't even care about the theme you set up. You didn't even you care about the movie you're writing. Movie. Yeah. It probably then, was a rewrite and they just got rid of all Oh, that. completely. Yeah. This movie was clearly rewritten from these ideas that you had. And then John Senna, as I said, keeps dropping lines like you know uh, at one point like the uh, the stepdad is there and he may mentions that uh, you know when I was uh, when I was a boy you know she's because she stole something and he goes well when I was a boy yeah I was stealing stuff too like I stole a box of Malamars and John Senna goes we know <laughs> I was like oh that's kind of good yeah. that the government knows and yeah. it's like good yeah like, make John Senna that guy that's good yeah. and then they just drop that they don't give a fuck oh, that's too bad the end that's too so bad. anyway what, what I'm saying is watch your movies and respect your audience yeah bumblebee and it wasn't a real horse movie i just thought of a good name for for a uh for an ale bumblebeer it's not bad you did come up with bumble before uh i I didn't come up with that unfortunately i couldn't buy the uh when I went to get the domain name, it was already taken by a holding company. But then it was uh, it was part of a comic book called mm-hmm. Charlie and His Robot, was it? Charlie Loves Robots. Charlie Love Ro- Loves Robots. So if you want to see the first incarnation of Bumble, which was created by Dave at a dinner <laughs> at Sofia Coppola's restaurant. That's and right. he went like, yes, you can use that. Uh, and then they used it in this comic. Yeah. And then Bumble came up as a real thing. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what? I speaking of John Senna. I'd, I, if I can interrupt you before Please. you get to your next topic, Senna it up. I 
on your recommendation. Yes, sir. So this is all on you. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, Cock Blockers. Or Blockers. Rooster Blockers. Okay. Well, I have not seen it, but you I did. Ta- oh, but you I haven't did. seen it? You no, I t- you recommended I watch it. No, no. What I said was. You told me, Dave, no, watch you, this movie. You it's said, the greatest film ever made yep, since Citizen Kane. What I said to you was, yeah. uh, uh, you, you, you were, you were uh, going with, I think, the wrong motivations for some of these characters. And it was like the one character who was gay, but was not admitting that she was gay to herself and her father didn't want her to have her first experience be wrong. Am I am I incorrect with that? Because I because I heard that that was a positive part of this movie. You you're slightly missing because she she, I, she knows she's gay, but she wants to she wants to experience have an experience that she she thinks that she has to be the same as her friends who are planning to have sex with boys, so that yeah. she should too. So they have this thing that will connect them forever, so they'll never not be friends. Right. And her father goes, no dice on that. Her first experience should be with a girl. Her father she, played by Ike Barinholtz. All right. Um, you know who he is? Uh, he was I, on no, the, Ma- the, yeah. the Mindy Project and stuff. Yeah, like that. I, yeah, he plays this kind of guy all the time. Yeah, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a creepo in the movie. Oh, okay, but strangely, he's the most. It's actually I actually enjoyed it. I, mm. I, I was, there was a few jokes that you know I was just kind of like, Meh. you know the 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 beer and the bum thing. You just kind of like, nah, okay, I guess you need that for teenagers to laugh at things nowadays. But the 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 motivation of the parents. Like John Senna's, you know, this incredibly controlling dad who, you know, and he has a, what's great in the film is his wife getting mad at him for what he's doing, you know, and she's just like, you know, what, women can't have sex? You control, you know, you know. It's just, it's okay, good, so they're addressing like, that stuff. Yeah, okay. it's good, actually. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it is a, it's directed by a woman, so, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not like totally, it's not really like a, a bro, it's not really... <laughs> I didn't say the cinematographer was a woman. She has to get some help. Oh, why did I say that? Um, no, it's uh, no. It was a. It was a. You know, like I say, there's a few moments where you just kind of like, nah. But it's not. It's it's not like an improv fest, which yeah. I really hate. You know, everyone has lines and they say them, and the story has structure and characters have motivations, and their motivations go throughout the film. And I was kind of, I was a little bit mad that Ike Bernhold's character, who, even though he's the creepy guy, is actually the most sympathetic character in the film because he's the one who's going along partly because of his daughter, also partly to stop these two idiots from interfering with their kids' fun. You know, he's saying, they're kids. That This is their life. This is time to let them go and be themselves. Yeah. And and you guys are getting in the way. And he just keeps trying to, you know. And then when he finds out what his daughter's doing, then he's like, I am in. <laughs> but uh, I was a little upset when you get to the end of the film. And this isn't really a spoiler. Or much of a spoiler, but he doesn't have as much to do with her. And at first, I was kind of like, "Oh, that's no good." And then, I, then I, but I was thinking, uh, I was talking to Mary about it actually. And then, as I was talking, I was kind of like, "Oh, you know how you argue out loud, you know?" And so yeah. it's like I was really kind of upset that. It, and then, I, then I was like, "Oh, but no, it's better because the kids make the right choices." And that's what the film's about. Yeah. It's about making the right choices for yourself, and other people can't make those choices for you. So you know, it's a it's a good message in the movie, and as you know, and besides having someone have to have beer put in their bum. It was uh, it was pretty good. Very nice. I give it, I give it, f- I'll give it four beers full of or bums full of beer out of five. No, I don't, that's too much. <laughs> three, three beers. It was still, it was still good. I would recommend I you watch it. I give it four block cocks. If you, if you, if you haven't seen it and you're looking for a comedy, uh, teen comedy, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That makes fun of parents. That's the movie for you. Nice. 
I enjoyed it. I would call the movie It's Apparent. <laughs> there you go. Um, which makes me ripping off probably Family Circus now that I'm thinking about it. It's Apparent, mm. you're a parent. Ah, shit. I ripped off Family Circus. How has Family Circus never been a movie or a TV show or anything like that? Hasn't it? There was an animated one, though, wasn't yes. there? Yes. Okay. They have had uh, they have animated things, but it's just like, how's that not uh, been? Everything else is. And you don't think they are, yeah. but then they are. It's too episodic. You go like, oh, well, Blondie. Blondie's been a million movies and a TV mm. show and yeah. everything. Yeah. You go like, well. Mm. Everything else has been. What hasn't? Baby Blues. That was it. That was an animated series. Hmm. How was that uh, thing? Family. Uh, what's it? Uh, better or worse? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Name one that isn't. You know, it's uh, it's tough to. But name name one that is. Girls Before Swine. That wasn't. Name one that isn't better as a comic than it is as an animated show. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Even uh, even Far Side had a really rough one. Ugh. That was not. Uh, that was not too good. <laughs> um, what. Uh, it's weird Blondie was like a series of movies, and I believe it was a TV but show. But the concept of Blondie is so flexible, yeah, because you true. start with her as, as the main character, yeah, and then it changes as it becomes a gag ship and focuses more on Dagwood and his travails. And yeah, it's like really that. just a family situation. Yeah. So it's more of a situation comedy than it is, so I, I can see that working. I'm really surprised, again, your favorite Luann has never uh, been made into anything. That seems like that would like immediately CW the like immediately like that. Well, I think the more recent ones would have would fit. Like I can see why you wouldn't want to do the earlier ones, which are kind of yeah more played for laughs. Whereas the more recent ones, you know, the laughs are woven more carefully into the into the story. It, it very you know he always tries to end with a with a with yeah. a kind of funny line or something like that. It's a puddles, but it's not laugh out loud. Puddles is still a, a drawn the same way. Yeah, Puddles is still alive and still doesn't know why it looks that way. <laughs> it's like Puddles looks around and just goes, yeah. what am I, how do I still look like this? That's right. It's like you in- You've wiener dogs? He's a balloon dog. It's like uh, they say in um, in Simpsons, there's yeah. uh, season one characters that you're like, what's with that guy? And everyone else <laughs> looks more sensible now. Yeah. And then like Reverend Lovejoy shows up and you're like, what's this? What are you? <laughs> God, you yeah. monster! Get out of here! <laughs> Get that all fixed. It's funny how it takes time to de- to develop characters, even after you've gone through, you know, because you have to draw something a lot of times before you realize, before you can get like the to the best way to yeah. draw it. You know? I mean, rest in peace, Penny Marshall. But she there was a character that she played in the first season where she was like this uh, babysitter that robbed people, mm, and yeah, uh, yeah. I think they tried to bring her back like once or twice. But you just look at it; it's just this hideous <laughs> thing that just. Ugh, everything's saggy and weird, and her face is just wrong, and it's just season one, bro. Season one. Take it it back to season one. It's a good season, though. It's a good season, but take it back to season one, everybody. The motorhome one where he goes goes camping and turns into Bigfoot, and the one where they go to the doctor. And they set the uh, little thing for the rabbit, and the rabbit goes flying in the air. (laughs) It's one of the funniest things ever. It's great. When they go to the family therapist and with the electric... Marvin Monroe. Yeah. Yeah, take Marvin Monroe out of there as well. Yeah, Matt Groening couldn't stand Marvin Monroe, so they killed him off, and then they brought him back. Couldn't huh. stand his voice; just found it too grating. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, my uh, my quick my quick question to you was because oh. uh, I was I was bringing this up online, and uh, people said something weird, and I went like, and they and they never followed up, which bothered me, because uh, <laughs> my thing was about how uh, most trilogies would be better if they were just two films. Because uh, almost always it's the third one where they drop the ball, a la 
you know, like a Godfather or mm-hmm. a Matrix or what have you. I believe uh, Spider Man, uh, the first Raimi, uh, yeah. a bunch of bunch of films like that. Even uh, Star Wars to some degree, you know. Yep. And, and the For second sure. one's always like, no, not to some degree. Yes, yeah. degree. Yeah, the first one is full of wonder and exploring this amazing world. Sure. sure. And then the second one, sort of an opening up of the world. Yeah, opening up of the world, but usually it's a little darker, mm-hmm. and 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 that's usually the one that people go, "This one's great. <laughs> this is the best." And then it's like, I can't wait for that third one. And like, oh, it's just too much shit. <laughs> too much trying to wrap things mm-hmm. up and too much business. Yeah. And just like a bunch of good. Well, I'll tell you what the problem, I'll tell you why that's a problem. Okay, but I'll just tell you this real quick okay. and then uh, I'm, I'm going to throw the floor over to you. Oh, a couple people don't throw floors at me. No, a couple people wrote and went like, yeah, if they got rid of the second one most of the time, it would be great. Like what? the second one. I know two people have said that and I was like, what are you talking <laughs> like, about? Which ones? I don't know. They didn't follow up. So. Okay, back to you, though. Like, they prefer Back to the Future 3 when they're in the Wild West? Well, there West. you go. There's an example of that. Back to the Future uh, 3 was just like, ugh. Exactly. <laughs> and the second one at least has a, a, some wonder and interest and, yeah. uh, and really, you know, explores, you know, t- takes some risks and tries some stuff. Well, here's why. Like, okay, so an example of a, of a trilogy that's good from start to finish, even if you kind of disagree with some of the choices that were made, would okay. be Lord of the Rings. Return of the King okay. is as good a film as... as uh, Fellowship of the Ring or The Two Towers. They're all, I'm not going to say they're, you know, I don't think they're great movies, but I think they're all as good as each other. And yeah, but the reason for that being there were three separate books. No, the reason for that is it was written, Lord of the Rings was written as one book. Okay, then. It was intended to be published as one book. The reason it wasn't was because it was published during World War II. There were paper shortages, and so the publisher asked him to divide it into three books, and which he did. So... But it actually has a natural arc that covers the complete story. The problem with movies that are trilogies is that no one has created an arc to the story. Mm. So you start with Star Wars, and it's an arc. Then you have Empire Strikes Back. It's not an arc. But because it's trying to attach itself back to Star Wars, and by the way, not supposed to be talking about Star Wars, but this is an example. Uh, because you're trying to connect it back to the previous film, mm-hmm. with the next film, you you have this weird problem because you've ended the first movie. You've created this, you know, perfect film in the sense that you have character arcs. The character, you know, the, the thief of the heart of gold reveals his heart of gold, saves everyone. The character follows his his intuition, you know, follows his heart and saves everyone. And then they get some uh, loving from a princess, <laughs> and that's this. That's and then the the hairy guy gets nothing. It's a real outrage. But that's I like the end to of think that his medal is under the fur. There you, you just go. Can't see it. And then that's the end of the movie. You know, and that's the perfect story. So then you take that story, you go, okay, we're just going to pry that arc open again, and we're going to weld it to this thing, and yep. we're going to have it slightly darker, we're going to kind of open this world a little bit more, and then we're going to leave it on a cliffhanger. But they left it on the cliffhanger. They actually had no further story in mind when they left it on the cliffhanger. They they didn't write two scripts. Like what they should have done, or what you should always do when you're writing, if you're thinking you're going to have a trilogy is you should at least map it out in a way that you have a sense of an arc. So I'm hoping with John Wick 3 that there's a story arc there that they've, they're building mm. to this idea that you get the first one, the second one is the opening of the world, the, the third one is this sort of, you know, and you hope that it's, it's a destruction of that world. Sure. Because fuck hitmen, yeah. and fuck the idea that there's that many hitmen in the world all trying to kill, kill people and do, you know, so... That's what that's what that last movie should be is this sort of a teardown of that film that John Wick, you know, acts as the ultimate assassin and assassinates this culture of of assassins. That would be the ultimate, but that's the ultimate arc to that story, yeah. you know. And you have to also have the guts to end your story, right? Isn't that 
I, to me, that's one of the big problems about a trilogy as well. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're listening in the background, we are we are working an electronic stove, <laughs> trying to make bread. So we're doing that while we're doing this. I think one of the problems is like when you when you, when you start with a movie like say The Matrix. Yeah. You're like, okay, The Matrix introduces an amazing concept. Oh, what an amazing world! And then it opens things up, and you're like, oh, that really lets your imagination go. Yeah, you can't you can't beat that. Oh, that's fantastic. You can't beat the ending of The Matrix. Second movie. Uh-oh. Okay, well things have gone wrong. Well, I don't like this at all. Uh, <laughs> But but we're gonna do some spectacular fight scenes. Well, yeah. okay, and now we're gonna have a, a, a you know a cliffhanger at the end. Okay, once again, my imagination is sparked. I can go like ah, maybe it'll go here, here, and here. Great. Here's the third film, and it ends. <laughs> well, how am I supposed to feel? You've like taken this world yeah, that I yeah. loved, yeah, and, and it dismantled was, it. It was open end, yeah, yeah. And now you've like closed it off yeah. and like sealed it off. Bang, bang, bang. Hope you enjoyed your memories. Bye. See ya. Same thing, even to the degree with like The Godfather. You know, where, you know, the last thing is you're seeing, you know, uh, Al Pacino, uh, you know, die. And like, well, I don't want to see that. Oh, the oh, the, the Godfather 3. Godfather 3. Okay. I don't want to see that. Why do I want to see that? It's been a long time since I saw that film. Yeah, but yes, why do yeah. I want to see that? Yeah. Like, yeah. you want to see, like, okay, it's going to go like this, and now, oh, what could happen to him? It should be redemption. Because the, the... Oh, yeah, you could do... Godfather 2 ends with him, you know, it's, it's that sort of Macbeth-like ending yeah. of the thing where he's just destroyed destroyed everything that he loves i know what it is but i haven't actually seen okay but he's destroyed everything that he loves i'm not going to tell you all all the things but you know so he's created this empire for himself and the final is this isolating shot of him like you where you get in the end of the first film Mm. is him in the room and the door closes on his wife yes and that's his sort of like end of their relationship with each other there because they're no longer connected to each other but again your imagination goes to what's his life going to be what's going to happen what's going to go to me godfather 2 answers it magnificently where is it going to go the problem with godfather 3 is that it doesn't have a an, an answer to itself it doesn't have a story arc there it's just restarts and goes forward again do you know mm-hmm. what i mean so you go back to the beginning and then you carry on from there that's not how a story should work you know i love the start of of the two towers i think it's one of the greatest beginnings of a story i just love it so much because basically like all this shit's gone down and then you open the book and it's just it's legolas Aragorn and uh, Gimli, and they're like, what do we do? And they're like, we got to go. And so they just start running. <laughs> and you're like, this is fantastic. What a great way to start a story. Like, guys going like, what are we going to do? We got to, let's go. We got to go. And they just start going. Well, that's a great start. You know, and then the, it's just, you know, it, it, but it, it's, it was written as a whole book. So it works because there's this overarching story with these parts that were kind of individually Right, artificially created by dividing. Yeah, it. yeah. Now, when I said that, you know, it was like three books. I mean, technically, it was three books. Yeah. But like with that, they so followed the. I mean, they did tweak things, obviously, and cut things and yeah, stretch yeah. things. Sure. But for the most part, they had the structure in place mm-hmm. from the books and followed yeah. the yeah, books. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like something like The Godfather, yeah, there's you know, no story. It's all make 'em ups. And same with like Spider Man, and same with Superman, and same with Back to the Future. Exactly. And it's like exactly. We're just we're just like well, I don't know what has to happen in the third one. We got to wrap everything up and and make it bigger. Well, who cares? No, that's not what you do. But you don't even You're have to killing do that. all. The, what yeah. you, but you kill the imagination in order to in order to do that. You're like, all right, now we're going to show you how the magic trick was done. You know, <laughs> now we're just going to wrap it up. Now Christmas yeah. is over, and you're going to watch us take down the tree. Well, yeah. I thought you loved Christmas. Yeah, we don't want to watch you take down the tree and throw it outside yeah. for recycling. Like, well, no, just end it with like it's Christmas, or even have that movie about it being Christmas Eve. That's fine, <laughs> you know. But yeah. the, the way the Matrix trilogy should have gone is that each film should have been about a different person, and the final scene of the third film is the three of them coming together, and they're like, "Let's go," and that's the end. 
So you never see the battle. You never see them destroy mm -hmm. the Matrix, but you know that's their goal. Well, they all, and then that just leaves. They just leave it there. They also had so much stuff, like they had uh, the Animatrix, which was this animated uh, thing yeah. with all these short films, and mm -hmm. they had all this other stuff too. Where yeah, it's yeah. like, here's all this mythology that yeah. then they had to really kind of jam in <laughs> into the third ones. Like, hey, look, there's you know, guy I'm, with yeah. that guy. Look at the kid. Oh, but you know, if you knew who this guy was, it'd be it'd be something. Yeah. Oh, now here come the robot spiders. Like here they come. I mean, and the problem, the big, I think the... And the, now here's a giant baby head that you've got to talk to. The hardest thing for, for movies now is, is, baby is fan service. Like, I just watched um, Solo uh, last week, because I hadn't seen it before. And I enjoyed, the, I enjoyed the last part of the movie, but I found the first, like, third, two-thirds of it, it was just dull. You didn't want to know how he got his gun? Yeah, all that stuff like that. Someone I just, gave him his gun? How this happened and how this... Hey, they and, got, that's why he says this. Yeah, that's great. But when it ended, I was like, "Oh man, I wish they'd make another one of these." It's too bad they won't, because I was then I was kind of I was I was invested in Kira's character, and I was invested in, you know what I mean? Like I was like, "Oh, I wonder where this is kind of fun. This could go places." But obviously, it won't because now they've they stubbed their toe and they don't want to. Yeah, I think enough time has gone by. That I'm going to tell you the thing I hate the most in that movie. Sure. Um, was uh, <laughs> well, first of all, it, I it was it was too bad that the people who did uh, Into the Spider Verse didn't get to do that. Yep. Okay. Because Agreed. again, Agreed. you know, you've got a character here who, uh, you know, is an unreliable narrator. So you could have really had some fun and, and loosened up and just. Yeah. But they were just too beholden to things. Yeah. But the but the scene that bothered me the most. And that's the big problem with that movie. Yeah. Was uh, the the droid that was the partner of uh, of uh, Lando Calrissian. Yeah. And 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 they were for robots' rights. Yes. And they wanted freedom and yeah. they wanted this kind of stuff and they were also in love with Lando and clearly had either stuff had happened between them or whatever because there is a there is a good scene where you know they're talking about are you and lando a thing a couple and it's like what no no of course we're not and then the person goes yeah uh i don't even see how that could work oh it could work <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh all right so there's bits yeah. of thought that's nice yeah so they're in love with lando and yeah. you're like but is lando in love with them probably not so it's sad yeah and they love their freedom and that's what the thing and they're all yeah. for freedom yeah. so they end up leading a revolution a, a resistance revolution you know spontaneously i know we're going like, with this and i agree yeah too. and then uh and then you know you get to see the lando actually does care for uh yeah uh, this uh, this L39 or whatever whatever the name yeah. is that's yeah. right uh, OU812 uh, whatever <laughs> uh, and uh, I already do think it's L39 but okay <laughs> right and uh, and then to save them uh, they, they're put into the Millennium Falcon yeah so this person that didn't want to be they wanted freedom is now a slave for forever to the point where in the modern Star Wars movies they're still in the ship they're, they're the voice that's in the ship and it's like oh that's awful yeah this is a black mirror fucking story <laughs> of the one uh droid that wanted freedom more than anything else yeah. and is now a slave for forever in this ship yeah oh that's terrible also uh lando loves lando more than anything yeah uh and uh and lando apparently has feelings for this being and th loses the millennium falcon in a poker game so now it has to be away from the one being that they, they love each other. And so yeah. Hans got the Millennium Falcon. But you're like, well, Hans shouldn't have the Millennium Falcon. Mm -hmm. That should be Lando's because they love each other. Yeah. Well, fuck off. Yeah. What's, the, what's the good about that plot? Like, why, why, why am I like, hooray, what a wonderful plot that is. Toulou Toulay. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. And also, you shouldn't show the Kessel Run. Oh, that was dumb. Because the whole thing when you first see uh, Han is you don't know if he's a bullshitter or not. Yeah. And when you find out, no, he wasn't. He did it. Mm -hmm. Well, then fuck off. Then what? Kind of, what's <laughs> what's that first scene with him matter then? 
<laughs> right? That's the problem. Like it should be. It's called, he, but that's that's what I meant when I said the problem with mo- movies is fan service. Well, here's how you need to. Here's how you do that kind of thing. It's yeah. like I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but you are thinking about it. It's like the old, you know, uh, Mickey Mouse. You know, I killed seven with one blow or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah, sure. Okay, but uh, but he makes a brat. He really did though. He, he well, but it was it was flies. Yeah. Um, but. Someone makes someone makes a comment like I did this thing, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Did you?" So if you see it, you can't be him actually doing it. And like I did it, because then that means nothing. The thing, what you got to do is you got to have him do it, but like by accident, mm. like did not mean to do that at all. Tried to do something else, yeah. and ended up doing this. And people are like, "Hey, you did the Kessel Run." I'm like, yes, I did. That's right. But it was like, but you fucked up. Yeah. It's got to be something. You got to add an extra thing to it. It can't just be it was hard. <laughs> That's not. We almost didn't make it. Yeah, but you all always almost don't make it. This is just typical Star Wars bullshit. Just like fucking do a twist on it. You got to do an angle. You know, and it's like there was no angle. There was no con. There was no nothing. It was just, ugh, he wasn't enough of a con guy. He wasn't enough of a scoundrel. He was just a guy doing a thing. And then you kill all those people off the top. I'm like, who gives a shit? Why? Why did you introduce all those characters and then just kaboom? You know, just kill kill all. This bunch of action figures that show up, and Mr. Johnny, a bunch of arms, and you know, I'm a crazy character. You know, Johnny Bunch of Arms, that guy. <laughs> I remember that. Anyway, I, I missed the I missed a little bit of the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that's okay. It's fine. It's fine. And, and they and they all like. No, I didn't miss the beginning. I was watching it on Netflix. How come I don't remember that? Well, uh, I wasn't that important. Didn't I didn't that, didn't, didn't enjoy make that the kind of impact. Like I say, it. I didn't enjoy the first two thirds of the film. I, I I think there's just a general thing about Star Wars like, that bothers me. Just about slavery. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. There's a again. We are making bread in the background. Uh, but just about slavery, how it's so accepted. And so, you know, being so light with slavery and, and this kind of thing, like, isn't it funny that this person wants, or this being wants freedom? This being that has free will, can feel pain, wants freedom. Ha ha, they don't get it. It's fine. <laughs> that would be the one thing i do with Star Wars, is I would have a character who just freed slaves. Just went around, and I don't care who you're working for. Yeah. I'm going to free R2-D2 and C-3PO from Luke Skywalker because yeah. they don't have a choice sure. to work for the guy. As much as, you know, we're like, he's a hero. Mm-hmm. That's a good movie. We'll the, call it D2 Unchained. That's, there you go. But like C-3PO doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to be in any of this shit. Yeah. He's scared out of his mind. <laughs> and you're just shoving him into danger to the point where he's getting blown up to pieces, uh, reformed, yeah. and then has to go back again into it. But he's a being who yeah. we have established can feel pain. So, Luke Skywalker, you're a sack of shit for doing this. Mm-hmm. Find someone who'll do this. <laughs> do the stuff. I, I, it doesn't bother me. I mean, it's obviously the, the late relief in the, in the film. So, I mm-hmm. have no problem with comedy relief in a movie. But, yep. Uh, Just conceptually, yeah. when you've got then that Darth Vader, you know, was a slave, and that's a bad thing. How is it bad? Or is it? Do we? I don't, don't even know what you're talking you, about. I have you know, no idea what you're talking about. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> what, what are you referring uh, to? I'm just saying. <laughs> you even got a guy whose ship's called Darth Vader slave was a slave. I don't, I don't think that's talked about in the All right. The fine. And we can't talk about Star Wars anyway, so it's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, talking about it. Anyway, what we're saying is trilogy is no good. Uh, uh, well, are, okay. What, unless they're based on a book that already okay, has well, an ending. What, what about uh, The Last Raiders of the Lost Ark? Not the fourth, but the third one, if you're talking trilogies. Yeah. The Holy Grail one. Yeah. What you about it? Don't like it? No. 
I no, spent a while since I saw it. I have no idea what's in it. No, it's uh, it's him meeting his dad, yeah. Sean Connery. Oh, that's right. They have the beginning where you get oh more fan service. We learn where you get the whip. Yeah, you learn everything. Where you he gets learn, a fear of snakes. It's exactly where he got his hat. It's exactly Han Solo's day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like everything that you are happened in this short period of time. Yeah, yeah. And then nothing else. That's right. So here's everything. And then and then you have a it, it goes from and that's a pretty good scene with River Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. If it was its own thing, if it was a short film, sure, mwah, love it. But then it immediately goes to like uh, uh, I want to say Han Solo. Uh, it goes to Indiana Jones being punched in the face and on a set, and it's clearly a set. And you're like, oh, we're just doing a set, are we? Is that what we're doing? We're just doing this. And then it goes through it, and it's it's him and his dad bantering back and forth. But it's so many miles away from Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is just so solid mm. and feels so real, and the sweat and the whatever, and it's just like, oh, you know. But this one was just like Sean Connery's cool. He's we like Sean Connery. Let's yeah. give him a bunch of witty lines, and there you go. And but we can't go to too many far, far distant locations because he doesn't can't take the heat. So. Yeah. Then we go to uh, you know the room of Grails, and it's basically a character that's just like this side of a Monty Python character who's there. <laughs> He's really not a million miles away from the guy I, on the bridge. I don't remember a thing you're talking about. Yeah, it's the you chose poorly or he chose poorly <laughs> guy. Pick a grail. <laughs> okay, you've been sitting here this whole time to yeah. pick a grail. All right, and then you get like the big thing about like you know he was named after the dog. We call the dog Indiana. It's like all right, so uh, that's the big zip at the end. Uh, Which, and again, I've said this before. Yeah. The only thing that would be good about that is if we then see the adventures of the dog, which is the original Indiana Jones. <laughs> Indiana Bones. There you go. And he goes up against a German shepherd who's like lives <laughs> next door. Because he would be living with the dad, right? Yeah. And, and the artifacts are there. Mm. So it could be like the German dog trying to steal the artifacts and he's got to do stuff. <laughs> also, he's so a dog. So he's always, he's always digging up shit. Yeah. So like you could do all this stuff. He's got a leash. That could be the whip. You can you can pull this off. This this is not the worst idea for a for a cartoon at all. Uh, but that'd be the only reason for that. So okay, that was an example of a of a trilogy. Can you think of a trilogy where like the third one, like, wow, man, that really nailed it. Good on you. Yes, the Samurai trilogy by I don't know who's by. Okay, <laughs> I don't even know if it nails it. It's been a while since I watched that too. I I don't remember being disappointed by the third one though. Okay, and I but I feel like with that the Samurai trilogy is that they had they had an overarching story that they wanted to tell, yeah. and they told it in three parts. You could even go, yeah, you could go with the uh, you could go with like uh, is good, bad, and the ugly. The third film in the uh... yeah, that's a pretty good tr- trilogy. Yeah, but I don't I mean, think it's, it's not, not really, really a trilogy, trilogy though. though that's not, the closest, but it's not. It's not a trilogy because it's not the same character. But that's the nice thing is you actually kind of start from scratch again, yeah. with just hints of what's gone before. Sure, and I think that would be the angle that you do. You, like if you were going to do, you know, the Spider. That's why I said Matrix. Like you have a different character, so you have Neo in the first film, right? Then you have a different character find out about the Matrix, learn to become a, you know, go through its his her whatever, yeah, uh, journey to. You know, to find to you know to find their powers or whatever. Then the third film is the same. We have a journey of another character, and then the final scene of that is all three characters coming together. Right, for, which shows it's all in the same universe. Yeah, and it's, its own thing. And then they're like, you know, let's roll or whatever you say. Let you know their plan is to take out the Matrix, and then you just end because the Matrix, for for all its faults, for all its faults, is a slave. You know, a battery power. You know, making humans into batteries. It's really fun when characters are doing stuff in the Matrix. Yeah. When you take it out of the Matrix, people are just slogging around in the mud. 
it's not fun anymore. Like it's not a fun film. It's just a, you're also slogging in the mud. Watch people slog in the mud. So you're or you're running from robot spiders. Your goal even is that to, is still like yeah. yeah but you but it's not it's not fun. Like it's not fun the way the Matrix is fun, where it, the characters have these great powers and you get these great action scenes that are really fantastic. And yeah, the problem also yeah. is the Matrix. The whole thing is like everything that you know is a lie. And we got to tell you what the truth is. Yeah. So what you need then by the third film is you need to find out, okay, by the way, you know what we said was the truth? Wrong. Here's <laughs> here's the real truth. Because yeah. that's the whole thing about it. It's just like you trusted people and you made these assumptions. Your assumptions were, were incorrect. And yeah. when you let go of your assumptions, you go to whatever the next level is. But it was just like once you found out what the secret is, that's just what it was. The end. Nothing past that except maybe, you know, he's got zappy powers because he can stop some of the robots. But even that's like, who cares? And you don't want to see him blinded. And you don't want to see him talking to a baby head. It's like, ugh, what are you doing? Isn't isn't the Matrix though a story of re, re, like uh, a, a cycl- cyclical story? Like it repeats. They so, sometimes rebuild. Yeah, we're gonna so, mention that. Yeah. So he is just one of many Neos that have come and gone, and he'll he'll be replaced again by. Let me uh, ask: Was he one of many Neos, hun? What? Uh, was, yeah. Like a, yeah. Like iteration. iteration. Of Neos. Six other Neos. Okay, there you go. There's six other Neos. Hmm. And there's also six white boomers. But then <laughs> that hap- thing happened with the guy who sang the song, and they just ditched that. It wasn't sung by Rolf Harris, I don't think. Six white boomers? Yeah. Yeah, Rolf Harris. Is it? Yeah, I believe so. I thought it was sung by a different person. All right. Why don't you say what you feel about things, and then I'm going <laughs> look to look this up while you, you do that. You don't have to. I just said it as a statement. We can let the listeners correct us. Sure, we can. But I also have to do this because... You know, <laughs> Why? Because, you know, I've got to see if we it's... You don't need six, to know. I do need it's to no know. It's no fun. Six white... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Ralph Harris. Oh, okay. I thought it was a different uh, singer. Nope. Well, there you go. It's a, I don't really like that song anyway. It's no timey kangaroo down sport. It's true. Which has a wobble board in it, which makes it really great. Yeah, someone else has to, has to you know, listen, Ralph Harris, terrible. Yep. Uh, but uh, wobble board, good. Let's not uh, put things down on the wobble board. Let's yeah. bring the wobble board back. <laughs> That's right. Bring me wobble board back. Sport. Bring, <laughs> bring me wobble, wobble board back. back. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, listen, please, if you have a wobble board, uh, uh, we, we, have, we have quite a few uh, musician listeners and friends, and I'm saying it's time to reclaim the wobble board. I'm just thinking... Trying to think of other <laughs> trilogies, so I'm sorry. With wobble boards. Not with wobble boards, but other trilogies. You know what trilogy really hangs up? The computer who are tennis shoes. Again. The strongest man in the world. <laughs> because they're not actual trilogies. That's not, the thing. They're not. This is the thing like, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the Spaghetti Western trilogy. Yeah. Is, yes, it's still Clint Eastwood basically being the same guy, but Somewhere. it's not the same movie. I think, like, if yeah. you had... No, no, he's a different character in each film. He's not. Right. He d- he's doing different things in each. In each if you movie. had like the f- the first three, oh, I guess he's a bounty. I think like with the, the with Superman, if you had like Christopher Reeve, and by the third movie, you're just forget the other shit that's gone on. Don't yeah. worry about it. Just do 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 a story. It's going to be these characters. You do, Here you. we go. Yeah. yeah. So don't so so don't worry about continuity. You're saying generally, yeah. yeah. Just get get the because continuity right. continuity kills art. Oh, there we go. There's another three that aren't really. Uh, is the Edgar Wright uh, Cornetto trilogy? Yeah, but those really aren't aren't truly a trilogy. I mean, they're no, it's trilogy just, in the sense that they have the same actors, same actors. It's and, a little bit of a nod, but again, I didn't like the World's End. Uh, whereas, you know, uh, Shaun of the Dead was like, holy shit, 
I haven't seen something like this before that yeah. is tight and amazing. Yeah. Hot Fuzz. I don't know if it's better than Shaun of the Dead. I prefer to Shaun of the Dead, but, but it's okay. uh but it's a very good movie that mm-hmm. you know has a good heart and 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 does really good things, very funny and I can watch that a million times. Yeah. And then The World's End starts kind of interesting and then goes Bleh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and uh, talk about the hobbit which is actually uh, that's, un- unnecessary that's an unnecessary trilogy that's oh the piranha trilogy well i don't know about that which one triple d well it went from uh piranha then it was piranha th- it was piranha 2 which was in 3d and then i believe there was a third piranha movie Tri- with jerry o'connell so let me okay let's go through these so there's uh there's the jersey trilogy that's the clerks movies but that's not really. I've only seen. T- there's only two Clerks films, isn't there? Well, there is Clerks and Clerks too. But there was Clerks, then Mall Rats, then Chasing Amy. Oh, I've never. And s- all three of those were in the same uh, in the same world. Yeah. And, but Chasing Amy was was pretty strong, and Mall Rats was actually I think the weakest of the bunch. So okay, maybe that is one of the examples. <laughs> uh, Hannibal Lecter trilogy. Huh. Which no, I mean because the Red Dragon wasn't uh, was uh, was a prequel that it, it goes with uh, Ingmar Bergman. I don't know. Oh, Mission Impossible. Mm. This is not a trilogy, though. It, no, because it just keeps going. But it, it was going. when it was. It's a franchise. It was for a while. Okay. It was, and when it was, the third film came out, it was the a third, trilogy. I think the third film is better than the second film. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's absolutely uh, right. Okay. How about Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead? I think... I think, uh, I think, I think uh, Day Dawn of the Dead of, is kind of a boring movie. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead is the strongest. Yeah. It's the second one, and there's no need for the third one. So <laughs> that uh, that works. And also, it's not a trilogy anymore because he did more... Uh, more films after Day of the Dead. Mariachi trilogy, which is Once Upon a Time in Mexico, El Mariachi, Desperado, and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Okay, different actor playing the role, Des- but the same. Mar- character. El Mariachi and Desperado are essentially the same movie. One is a re- what, it's a remake and expansion of the of the first. Well, then, film. okay, we could. It's kind of got Evil Dead rules then, with the exception of the actor not being different then, because Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two are remakes. Evil Dead Two is a remake of Evil Dead mm. in the same kind of way. Uh, I would say Desperado is the strongest film of that. El Mariachi was just almost like a stunt. Yeah. You know, you were just impressed that they could make but that Evil, for a bag of Evil nickels. Evil Dead is not really a remake. It's, it's a, the, uh, it does retell the start of the, it does retell the beginning of the first movie in a kind of a quick way. But it's, it's supposed to be continuing on from the end of Evil Dead 1. It is supposed to be. That is so, true. So we, when the movie starts proper, when it fit, when it, the introduction is over, it's, you get, you know, Ash being, being uh, attacked by the Evil Dead the way the first film ends. Yeah. And then him going through the forest and then him recovering and then him. So that, I don't, I, don't, I think that's still a trilogy. And that's an example of one that I think is pretty successful. I think Army of Darkness is problematic because it's never been properly edited. Mm. There are, there are two good, there are two edits of the movie. And both of them have really good scenes in them, and both of them have bad scenes in them. True. And you need to, if someone could, you know, get, someone like me could get in there and make that perfect film. Well, maybe they'll let you. <laughs> I'm sure they it would. It seems to be, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I watched the very last episode of the uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, and uh, it lands in a good place. They do a good job with it. Um, Mad Max trilogy. Beyond the Thunderdome is awful. Yeah, so there we go. Okay, Mad Max Two, <laughs> absolutely fine. Because once again, they didn't they didn't know what to where they were going with it. Those films, Mad Max was made on a shoestring as a one time move one time film. Yeah, The Road Warrior was made because Mad Max was a some, somewhat of a success, and so he got more money and was able to make The Road Warrior. But Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome, it's yeah. I'm flailing my arms I mean, like I'm outside of a used car 
dealership. The, the Road Warrior or, or Mad Max 2 ends perfectly. It's a perfect film. It's an arc. It has a story arc. Yeah. And to go to the next film, you're restarting again and you're not really, you're not really. And maybe that's where Fury Road works because Mad Max is just as part of it. He's not, the, yeah. not the story. That's right. It's more about Furiosa than it is about Mad Max. He's I, there to help. I would agree with that. This uh, next trilogy is one that I have not seen. Uh, the Infernal Affairs trilogy. Have you seen that? No, I, I've only seen the first film. Very good then. All right. We and I don't really like it because it does that thing that they love to do in Asian cinema, which is uh, two brothers, one's yep. a policeman, <laughs> one's a criminal. Wow. What an unexpected twist. Do you know what they should do? Yeah. If uh, it's like the first day that you you start off as a cop and yeah. they go like, look. If anyone here has a brother oh, they don't leave. who's a super no 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 they don't who's leave. a super criminal, yeah. we're gonna need you to arrest your brother. <laughs> now, some of you might be going, I can't arrest my brother. Yeah. And that's why we're doing the buddy system. <laughs> Tell your partner who your criminal brother is yeah. and do swapsies. Yeah. Because we gotta knock this shit off. Because this is gonna bite us in the ass <laughs> they later. They should, they really should do that. But yeah. that's 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 why I prefer the departed to Infernal Affairs. I think it's a better film because it doesn't make it a familial thing. It makes it a just a you know the police force is the family. Yeah. Do you know what I would like is I would it'd be nice if like the family was there uh, at the day that uh, he's graduating uh, police academy, right? Yeah. And then he's got to they got to like then get in their car and scoot over to like criminal academy <laughs> and like go to the graduation for their other That's son. That's right. Yeah. Got to play. Got to play fair. That's right. Okay. Uh, the it, disgraduation. You, you cool with me doing a couple more of these? Sure, sure. Yeah, right. I'm enjoying this. Uh, Terminator trilogy. Uh, oh. So that's Terminator, Terminator 2, and Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, which is uh, has inflatable breasts in it. I don't and remember that. that's about it, yeah. I remember having a fantastic chase sequence. That's all I remember, the the fire, fire engine chase sequence, which apparently uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger paid for himself because the uh, studio wouldn't pay for it. And he said, no, no, this has to be in the movie. And they're like, that's too expensive. It's okay, I'll pay for it. And he did. And, and, uh, and it's worth it because it it's a, it's a, yeah, good, it's a sequence. good sequence. Yeah, no, I like, I like. Uh, he made his money. Back. I liked with it's him fun. like carrying the uh, coffin and shooting a gun. That's pretty good, uh, but it's not a good movie. Uh, the X Men trilogy. Once again, it doesn't work. The final film is not a mess. at all. Final film was mess to the point where they've had to like erase that film from mm-hmm. the from the from the later. But um, that's an example of a of a of a trilogy where once again there was no sense of of a, of a destination in the story. Okay, uh, Naked Gun. Uh, I've not really seen those movies. Yeah, by the third one, you're used to it, and you're like, it's fine. <laughs> okay. But the first one, you're like, hey, there, that's as good as the TV show. You did a nice job. Good yeah. on you. Second one, okay, we're fine. Third one, yeah, we're kind of getting it. We get it. <laughs> we get the bit. It's fine. That's how I felt about the movie. I enjoyed the TV show, but then when the movies came out, I was kind of like, well, I've already seen it. Have you ever seen the Vengeance trilogy? Vengeance, such as? Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Old Boy, <laughs> and Lady Vengeance. Oh, is Lady Vengeance part of that, hey? Mm-hmm. Lady Vengeance is on Shutter, which I have access to right now because someone has signed in on our Fire Stick with their account. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything about it. Oh, I just did on the show. Have you seen it? I've not seen it. I've have not seen, seen any Old of those. Boy. I've okay. not seen Old Boy. I really want to see it. All so right, I've there been, you go. Uh, on my list of Dave watches movie. Uh, Scream. I've seen two of them. I don't think I saw three. Yeah, they're all right. Scary uh, the first, movie. The first one's all right. Yeah, the scary movie. Oh, this third one is terrible. Uh, <laughs> the Spider-Man trilogy we have talked about already. They blew it. You are not going to be talking about the Star Wars prequels. Let's get through those. Uh, <laughs> Die Hard. Die Hard. Is I one like good. the third movie. I well, like the second I like film. All, I like all three of them. Okay, the second film though isn't as good as the first one. Which no. Is, which uh, in most trilogies, the second one is the better film. Well, with the exception of Matrix, uh, but the second one is usually the better movie. 
with I, the exception of uh, I will say of, this uh, about of, uh, Indiana Jones. I will say this though. Okay. I would rather I would rather watch the second one than the first one. Of Die Hard? Yeah, this, this is more we fun. We are very different people. This is more fun. It's like, wow. It's, it's, okay. <laughs> wow. Strong disagreement. Got some, it's got some good goofiness. Pirates of the Caribbean. I've seen... I don't know if I... I've seen more than one of those movies. It all blends together. Who knows? Yeah. Which one has an octopus face? Who fucking knows? <laughs> Davy Who knows? Jo- Davy Jones. Yeah, I know. But uh, what's, uh, what's film? Is he number two? Is he number three? I don't know. I think uh, was, oh here's all I know about the second one was I think we've talked about this where we both it ended abruptly it ended with us in the washroom because we thought things were going on okay uh, I was going to the washroom with my with my child yes uh, Alien Aliens Alien Three <laughs> exactly for Alien Three right on thing what do you prefer hey, Alien or Aliens a, can I just say an interesting thing about okay. uh, I'm an Alien guy I like Alien I like you're Aliens like, you're an action you're an action movie guy I'm a horror movie guy I think it built into an interesting idea uh, I was isn't I was. Um, David Fincher wanted to take his name off of Alien 3 because he was so unhappy with what happened. With his name, Fincher. And Joel Schumacher, this is a weird thing, Joel Schumacher said, don't take your name off that movie because you will never work in this town again. Mm. And he said, and I hope this is a lesson for you, never take a project you're not prepared to walk away from. Oh. I thought that was really good advice. And I was like, when my friend told me this at work, I was like, Joel Schumacher said that? That's good <laughs> advice. Wow. It's the guy who directed Batman and Robin? That's a Schumacher guarantee. Uh, I haven't seen any of these, okay. uh, which is the Three Colors trilogy. No, I haven't seen those. No. They're, that's a French. Now we're on to the Evil Dead trilogy, which we've talked which about. Which is fairly successful all the way through. I would yeah. I would agree with people who say that Army of Darkness has issues, well, I think all th- I, I don't th- think it's a bad movie. I think the three of them are very different genre movies. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where it succeeds. As a, It doesn't repeat. Swap your genres up. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. Do, that's, that was the thing with like Alien. Alien and Aliens. Yeah. Very different genres. One's a horror film. One's an action movie. Terminator, Terminator 2. Yeah, exactly. And then Terminator 3, we don't know what we're doing. Matrix, we talked about. <laughs> yep. The Dollars Trilogy, we've talked about. Yep. Indiana Jones, we've talked about. The Bourne Trilogy. Oh, that's a mess as well. Yeah. Yeah, the first one's interesting. Second one, yeah, maybe. And then you're like, oh, well, who gives you shit by this point? Yeah, well, the problem with the third... Well, the problem with the movies is that it... There's the J- shaky camera, and you feel like you're going to throw I don't mind. I don't the mind theater. Paul Greengrass's use of the shaky camera. He knows how to direct with a shaky camera, but... Uh, the problem with the third film is it's less about Jason Bourne than it is about all the people who created him. And who cares about them? Fair enough. I don't want to see Brian Cox sitting in a room. Godfather Trilogy. Talked about that. Ugh. Uh, oh, Toy Story Trilogy. Yeah, better and better. All right. Yeah. Once again, though, let's... Uh, which one? Oh, Captain America. Let's see if that... We'll see if, if that one doesn't come on. We'll talk about that. Uh, Back to the Future Trilogy. Number three. <laughs> Number two, interesting. Number, I've only seen one in three. And number number one is a is a fine incest comedy. <laughs> Mom what, wants to have. Sex what was the with next you? one you said after? Uh, what was the next one you said though? Uh, of uh, after well, Back to the Future, then you said another one, did you? Another incest comedy? No, 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 no. no. I thought you said another trilogy that I missed. missed oh, uh, we did Toy Story to Back to the Future to now we're on the original Star Wars trilogy, and that uh, falls apart. And then the number one, which they say is the best one, was Lord of the Rings. So this mm. uh, this list agrees with you. So we have not talked about the Captain America trilogy, which you know the first one I thought was uh, was it was so so was so. But I like the I give uh, it a C. Yeah, it was by the Captain. director of the of the Rocketeer. Uh, I thought it had its That's... heart heart in the right place. Eh. What what about eh? you didn't a... like the Rocketeer? I didn't really like the Rocketeer. That oh, much. I really love the Rocketeer. I know you do. You have a poster um, of it in your bathroom. I have a big poster in my bathroom. <laughs> uh, no, I thought they got the heart right, which was yeah. the important thing. And the effect of Captain America as a skinny little guy. Uh, that's yeah. amazing that that works. That's, that's great. Uh, established Bucky Barnes really well. Mm. Uh, the first Skull, part of the movie is good. Red Skull, take him or leave him. Who gives yeah, a shit? Yeah. 
um, touching ending with uh, a great you know, ending. You know, I had a date. I had a date. It's just like, oh, yeah, no, that's, how, that's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, then you get your second one, Winter Soldier. Amazing. That's a very good film. Just action scenes like mm-hmm. for holy cow, what the hell? It's good. Third one, uh, Civil War, which is basically a uh, Avengers movie. Yeah. Uh, which I still I still really liked. I thought the uh, you know uh, big surprises, uh, the uh, giant man scene was was pretty great. See, the problem with saying that's a trilogy is it's not a trilogy because it doesn't end. It doesn't end. These movies can't end. Mm. So it just it's just a part of the continuity. Does a movie of the, have to end for it to be a trilogy? It has to have some sort of arc to it. I think to be a really successful trilogy, the characters have to have like to be a true trilogy, okay. and that's why the dollars movies falls outside of this to me. Okay. Is there has to be a, a character, there has to be a story arc or a character arc that we're following in it. And I don't think there's, there's no arc to the Marvel movies because they're a right. part of a larger continuity. Because we can't, we could also go uh, Avengers, whereas the second film was the weakest mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't, uh, we but we haven't, haven't ended, with, we haven't with buttoned the, yeah. uh, this one. It hasn't, so there's no trilogy there. Like it, and so the, like the problem for me with Civil War, what, I do have a, quite a few problems with that film. I, you know, there's things in it I like, but there's a lot of stuff I don't. But the largest problem with that movie as a, as a, as a movie going experience is that you have this emotional climax to the film. You have, and you have some really good payoffs there. You have, I don't know, you know. I did like the build up that we're going to have to fight these five super soldiers. I'm like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> But I like, you know, like Black Panther has a good arc. Then he realizes that, you know, his, his, his you know, seeking vengeance because he looks at this character who's, you know, reached the end of his revenge plot and there's no satisfaction for him to what he's done. And yeah. Black Panther's like, you know, you've just, you've, you've done nothing. Like you've. Yeah. And I like that he tries to kill himself and Black Panther. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, you're not getting away that easy. No, you got to, you got some, yeah. you got some stuff to do here. So you do have like these, these emotional moments of the film and then it has to end and though back in avengers headquarters in this real flat pancake of a scene and the reason it feels like a flat pancake is this a tony stank oh uh... uh, garbage but, <laughs> but it's just the reason it feels like that though you know if that happened in in the middle of the movie yeah it probably would be okay yeah it'd be uh, if as long as it didn't have don Cheadle repeating the joke again four <laughs> times for us well that only makes it better no it doesn't seem to make it better i don't know why but because it comes at the end of the movie after all this emotional stuff, because they need to continue the continuity, they can't have the movie end. Yeah. So they got to like have his back at Avengers. Meanwhile, back at Avengers headquarters, then you know you get that scene and the movie just ends with a flat pancake of a blah. And it just wrecks it for me. Like it really wrecks it for me. Fair enough. It's basically you're, you're playing Guitar Hero yeah. and you get to the end of the song and you go to play that final card and you just go clunk and then you just got to watch the song end and you're not, you don't get anything from no, it. No, that is fair. That is fair. All right. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, gentle listeners. Uh, do we miss any? Miss any gentle listeners? Uh, no. Do we miss any trilogies? Do oh, we yeah. Miss let any, us know. Any other uh, three-parter things that, uh, you know, and uh, do you uh, do you agree that there are some things where, like, uh, it's, uh, you know, second one is not the one that's good, that they should ditch it? Like, obviously, we've talked a couple of ones. The Avengers one is the, I mean, I still sure. think there's some okay stuff in there, but it's it's just too dogpiled on. There's too mm-hmm. much stuff. Yeah. Um, and... And uh, oh, oh, sorry, we didn't talk about that one. Iron Man, the Iron Man uh, trilogy. Well, I, that love, I, that I love the last movie. The yeah, I, I love I, Iron I, Man. 3. I do too. I think Iron Man Two is a is a bit that of a is, boring. That is one of those situations where, like, even though the second one isn't has some good action scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that is one where the weakest one is is the second one. Yeah, and the third one is a really good film, and it and it kind of caps that storyline, you know, with 
with him dealing with 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 the thing and, and it's having what to... you do when you when you do have like you know the other films being so cosmic and huge yeah you got to bring it in yeah. bring it tight yeah and he does something in the third film which is it's a shane black right shane black uh, film, yeah. this is something that he does that uh, really surprised me was that he had a uh, an adorable urchin that wasn't annoying that i was like <laughs> okay with but not just that an enjoyable ur- urchin that you leave yes leaves the movie we can have that that scene you can have that moment but we don't need to drag him along in the adventure and have you know short round there for the entire movie like you don't need that yeah you don't need him at the end of your final scene absolutely (laughs) and i like that he was talking about how like his dad left him or whatever it's like dad's leave it's tough you know (laughs) doesn't care doesn't care (laughs) he's on a mission which is actually what this kid needs the most yeah is someone to go like yeah i'm not falling for that bullshit you're trying to pull my strings fuck off yeah you know here we go Yeah, he's trying to break down the narrative that the kid's setting up. He's not letting this be that sort of movie. It's like, no, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, we're not doing that. No, that's a no. It's a very good. It's a very good film, and it also has the one of the like a great action sequence where Iron Man rescues a bunch of people falling from a plane. Like you get to see him. You get to see like teamwork and people, and you know, through him be able to save. He's inspiring people. That's right to help save themselves, which is a huge thing in a superhero movie that the DC movies often don't get. Wonder Woman Mm -hmm. got a little bit, yeah, but uh, Aquaman doesn't. Um, (laughs) But yeah, the the thing about a hero, they can't be saving everybody. They inspire other people to be better, so they can help save themselves. Yeah, yeah. Also, oh, there we go. Sorry, let's do this one. (laughs) (sighs) Getting all these. uh, it feels like with the Marvel ones, now that we're talking about it, with the exception of Captain America, the second ones are the are the duds. Thor, the Thor: The Dark World is definitely the dud of the three. Uh, yeah, it's a terrible movie. First one, you know, it's okay, but then Thor is such an impossible idea that you pull it off at all mm. is 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 good. I don't really like Thor ever. The first Thor that much. I I, you know, I like. I like Lo- him getting run over. Yes, I like Loki. I like the the shtick on Earth, but it, they do stick around that small town way too long. <laughs> uh, and then the third film is just fucking fantastic. It's yeah. just, it's just, it's just a laugh riot. They just, it's but just bananas. To- but let's be fair; it's a different character. It's kind of like the trilogy. It's kind of like the Dollars trilogy. Mm-hmm. They have changed Thor's character because they realize that his that he doesn't work. Yeah, he's not working in those first two films. He's too, it's too stolid. He's too boring of a character. Yeah. You need that goofiness. You need that. You need to have him have a sense of humor about himself. It just can't be so self serious, you know. And it works, and it works, and it, then that character works so well in in Infinity Wars, where you get that self pity, but you also get some humor. You get this kind of sense of him as a complete character. Yeah, him jamming with Rocket and mm-hmm. what have you. Yeah, mm-hmm. whereas like him in Avengers Two. Yeah. Eh, yeah. He just goes off and has a bath, gets hit by lightning, sees the future. <laughs> if you, yeah, well, I guess. You know, it's good to take his shirt off. I guess that's what everyone likes. But uh, you know, zappy zappy. Here's the future. Yeah, yeah I know. It. Just get to it. That's the the whole event. That whole Avengers two movie. I have no emotional connection to it all. Like it means nothing to me. Uh, my my one of my day jobs right now is I, I work for Mad Magazine, and they uh, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat around a lot of bush right now. Okay, I'm gonna beat around some bush. <laughs> okay, beat, beat. All right, beat away. I'm gonna tell you something, and yeah. then I'm not gonna tell you another thing. Yeah. And let's see if you can connect some dots. Okay. Uh, well, I'm just gonna watch you beat. All right. So here's what goes. Yep. Um, <laughs> what okay. uh, what I do now is I'm I'm uh, they've got me to write some of the main movie parodies. Oh. Uh, so, but they don't have okay. the scripts for those. So what I have to do is I have to watch the trailer. Okay. Try to figure out what the movie's gonna be about, and then are you good at that? We'll see. <laughs> Have it, you ever done it before? 
know, but I okay. now do this. All right. So you just try and figure out what it'll be about. But then you're not going to write what it's about. You're going to just you're going to just go kind of nuts and, yeah, yeah. And, and and go in a crazy direction, but yeah. try to keep it fairly. You know, there's a structure that has to be there. Sure. So, uh, for example, the next issue of the uh, of the of the magazine, well, like the guy who wrote, wrote Spaceballs, he never saw Star Wars. Uh, okay. I, I don't get Spaceballs. Um, I don't. I don't care for it. I know a lot of people. No, I don't. It. I don't like it either. But it's, you have to be at a, the right age for it. Had been like a VHS in your yeah, life. Yeah, and quite. A, and often, I'm sure people watch Spaceballs before they watch Star Wars because yeah, that's because it was available in VHS or in TV yeah. in some way that Star Wars wasn't. Absolutely. So the next issue of Mad uh, has a Mary Poppins thing that I did, but it's Mary Poppins. Uh, connected with uh, another thing that happens. Okay. But I had to like look at it and go like, oh, so what's that character played by, you know, Lynn Manuel? Uh, I don't know what his name is. Miranda. Last name, Miranda. And what's he going to be like? Oh, okay. Uh, I got to put him in there and we'll figure it out. Yeah. So you figure it all out, figure it all out. Anyway, so, uh, but uh, the issue after that. I hope you had a Miranda Wrights joke in there. Yeah, uh, excellent. Uh, no. <laughs> I do have a joke about Emily Blunt and having to be blunt. Um, okay. And then uh, the next issue. It has two things in it. One, it's got a regular feature that's starting with me and Pia uh, called Meanwhile. That okay. We've got like yep. our co- yep. uh, comic strip, so that's there. And then I'm doing a parody of a movie that's coming out this summer. Cool. And uh, that I have just watched the trailer of and I've had to figure out generally what's going on. That's interesting. That's all. There's a- that's all. Just a movie that we're... <laughs> May or may not have discussed. There's a video, uh, a video essay that I was watching, and this person was looking at the trailer for Fallout, and he was guessing what the movie would have in it. I didn't watch it before the film, because that would okay. be horrible to do, but I was watching it after. It was interesting, because he was going, well, this scene will be here, and this scene will... So that means this scene has to be here. And he was doing the timeline of the film sure. based on the trailer, and it was, it was pretty correct. He was pretty much right, right on. Because, you know, you could see, well, you can't have, like, a helicopter chase at the beginning of a movie, or in the middle. It has to be... It's too big... So it's going to be somewhere near the end. So that means this action scene will be somewhere here. And that it, he's pretty good. He's pretty pretty accurate in his in his figuring nice out. Nice one. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if you could do that with a, with an Avengers movie though, because I pr- yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think like by the time you get to, I don't know why we're talking about Avengers. It's got nothing to do with. I was. Oh, I'm sorry. About. I'll cut that out. No, no. It's I'll cut, no, I will cut it out. No, no. Please don't. It's fine. <laughs> Let's just talk about Avengers for no reason right now. So. Uh, <laughs> Avengers Endgame, uh, which we were just talking about for no reason right now, um, that's a film that it seriously doesn't matter if there was a trailer or not, but there has to be a trailer because it's just required. Yeah. Right? But there's no reason to show anything. Yeah. There's true. no reason. Yeah, you're right. You know? Because, like, you can Everyone's just have the, go. the trailer could just be, you know, a <laughs> war machine coming out and just going, well, you're going to see this anyway, so who cares? Oh, that's, you know, a, that's the one reason I wouldn't want to go see it. Because of War Machine? Yeah, I don't like that character. Is War Machine dead? No, he's not. No, no. No, War Machine survived. That was a problem. <laughs> um, oh, War Machine. <laughs> Sorry. Here's the other thing about War Machine. Yeah. Your name is War Machine. Yeah. You can tell that you were created in the 90s mm. in a comic. Yeah. And it was a fun name to throw up while Image Comics are doing great. Yeah. Nothing against Image Comics back then. I may still be working for them. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but like in a movie now, stop it. Yeah. War Machine. Stop it. Stop it. Like that's no one would go, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's a War Machine. Yay, you're a hero. No, you're not. You're a monster. Right? Yeah. That's an awful, awful, awful name for, for, for that guy. Yeah. Well, just not into it. Absolutely not into it. But anyway, so there's no need for the trailer to show anything. No, not at all. 
It's just, you can just give very very subtle, no hints at all. Just no, just like go like images. coming then. You know yeah. when it's coming. Like, yeah. Just get your tickets now, asshole, it could say. <laughs> You're going to see it. What are you going to not see it? It's still a ways off, isn't it? A little bit. we got to go through Captain Marvel first. When is Captain Marvel coming out? Pretty soon. March. Is it? Yep. I'm looking forward to that film. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that film. Because I like, I like Brie Larson a lot. So I'm looking forward to that movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping she's going to play the same character as she played in, in, the, in the room. In Room, I should say. Yeah, not The Room. Not The Room, but Room. Yeah. No, I don't think she'll play it. But I think she's... Uh... What if it is a sequel to Room? <laughs> that would be good. What if they did a sequel to Room? And it was called Room of the View. No, they've already done that They've movie. already done that one. How about... Room Service. <laughs> no, they've done that movie already. <laughs> no. That was Mark's part. I think you're allowed to use, reuse movie titles. Of course you are. Movies, was... movies would stop existing if you weren't allowed to reuse movie what titles. What if she... Yep. Did... Okay, here's what I'm going to say. Her okay. character from Room... Yeah. But... Yep. She uh, takes Tommy Wiseau's place in the movie The Room. Ah. Follow me on this. Okay. Tommy yep. does her part in Room. Swapsies. <laughs> Ouch. You call it roommates. Oh, You just there you keep go. cutting back and forth. I like it. I like it. I don't like it at all, actually. No, we're not. We're completely out of gas. We've talked for a long, long time. Uh, thanks for tolerating all of this uh, with that. Uh, we've talked about uh, God. We've talked about Bumblebee. We've talked about trilogies. <laughs> That's right. Man, about our show was like a trilogy. We started strong and then we ended on... Uh... That's right. But you know what? <laughs> we didn't try to wrap everything up. That's true. We had no arc. Yeah. So there, there will be another episode. That's it is true. like an Avengers movie. It's never ending. We'll see you in a week yeah. with more. Uh, once oh, again... there's a FedEx guy at the door. <laughs> I'm trying to think what name they'd make fun. Uh, I'd be Ian Booby. <laughs> David Dead Dick? There you go. Love it. Uh, please listen to the uh, Sneaky Dragon, um, Sneaky Dragon listening party, party? Of, listening party. Listen. party of, I was going to say communist party, <laughs> listening, listening party. Sneaky Dragon. Uh, these are uh, new episodes every two weeks or every so? Every two weeks, yes. All right, so you can get them wherever fine podcasts are sold. Or go to uh, SneakyDragon.com. Always on there, we still have our past episodes of this show. And uh, Totally Tintin, Completely Beatles. And uh, Simply Shakespeare, that's not what it was at all. What's our third Full one? Full marks? Full marks. There you go. <laughs> we got, uh, there you go. It's getting late. Yeah. Uh, bread's cooking in the oven. We're going to be making some sandwiches probably. We'll be doing Simply Shakespeare pretty soon. That will be us <laughs> talking in Sean Connery voices about Shakespeare. Give it, give it, listen. Uh, bye Sparks, bye Zap, bye, uh, bye Zap, bye uh, Exorcisters. Uh, and uh, by Jove and by golly and uh, we love to hear from you so if you want to write to us uh, you can either do that at sneakydragon.com in our message board segments or go to sneakyd at sneakydragon.com sneakyd at sneakydragon.com we're also on twitter sneaky underscore dragon tumblr sneakydragon.tumblr and uh, Dave's on uh, Dave uh, are you David Dedrick or Dave Dedrick Dave on, Dedrick yeah. on Instagram and uh, I am oh sorry oh, oh I am Dave Dedrick yes. and I am Ian Boothby on Instagram as well I don't post as much as I uh, uh, should I really don't. But, uh, you know, I'll probably like your pictures. I do. I'll do that. Up. I'll go go on and like your pictures. Yeah, I've got relatives where I'm required to like their pictures or it gets real ugly. <laughs> so I have to do a quick search. and like, click, 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 click. That's fine. It's an obligation. Wow. It's, it's family. What a what a new twist on life. And a oh, I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, hope to do so, so soon. And uh, thanks for listening to this long but uh but i wish you could smell the bread baking in the air so (laughs) soothing 
Okay. Anyway, you know what? I'm inviting you all. Come on over for the next show. We'll, uh, we'll just do it over at my place. It actually reminds me of coming home when I was a kid. My mom would make bread and I come home from school. And not be able to give you any and just feed it to the ducks in front of you just to really like be a <laughs> no, mind we game. Got, we got it. We got the bread. Nice. Well, you can have some of this bread too. All right. Uh, Sneaky Dragon. We're done. Bye. Bye. Bye.